Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. All right. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. My name's Justin Crosley. I'm your host today, joined by JP. Hi. He's here. We got the great Bevo running around. And our our special co-host today, Sean Sully O'Sullivan. Hey, hey, hey. From the, I'm here. From uh, 21st Amendment fame. Wearing an Oakland A's hat. Now that you're on the on this side of the bridge, have you switched allegiance from the Giants? Actually, if you look at the brim, under the rim here, it says Coach Sean because my, oh. my son's uh, baseball team was the A's. I see. So I'm... Ryan played Major League Baseball in Oakland. <laughs> I have no idea. Youngest yeah. player in history. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't pay him a lot like the rest of the players, but he yeah. did play for them. Right. Oh, well, that's pretty tight. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, also, um, Sully, I'm just I'm glad to see you in general. Yes, I uh, am, too. Sully comes into the show last week yeah. and just before, and he goes, I-, I don't feel so well. Like, I just got on BART, and I, I just don't feel well. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think I even said, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe he got jitters coming back on. Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> no. He, could, he does the whole show. He doesn't say another thing about it. He's a trooper, man. He ends up in the hospital later that night. <laughs> yeah. What happened? It did happen. That did happen. Uh, well, for, I think I'm the f- only person on the show yeah. that's had an appendicitis oh on the God. show. Oh, Or my the God. whole show. It, well, actively what, had it. Ha- actively had it. And also, the second is, I didn't even know he had it. Uh, right. <laughs> like, I didn't show up here like that. You know, I got appendicitis. I'm going to go on the air and do this thing. Right. So, I have a couple yeah. of questions. Oh, you, got, I, you can have as many as you want. First of all, why didn't you at least bleed out on the air or something to give me, give me some you better radio? You get the YouTube video hits. Yeah. And, hey, watch this one. And second of all, 
did you continue to feel worse throughout the show and just not say anything? Uh, I didn't feel well. Okay. That's correct. I mean, I was starting to develop a fever. Okay. Um, I blacked out a couple of times, but you didn't notice because oh you, you weren't. You don't pay attention to me. Right. Uh, no. It, you know, it was really bad. Real quick, because it's a not. It's a. It's a long short story. Uh huh. So I'll do, make it a short long story. And what happened was, I walked back to Bart. I walked back to Bart. Wow. Yeah. Got on. I was in pain. It's hard when you have these things. It's hard to walk. So okay. I go home. I have a fever. I'm like, all right, I just ate something bad. Maybe it was, you know, something. Yeah. So I go to bed that night, wake up at 3.30 in the morning, go like, no, this is not like bad food. Oh, man. And so I call up the Kaiser Adv- Advice Nurse, and they say, you got to go to the hospital. Yeah. So I, go to, I, I take Uber to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Oakland uh, Kaiser. Beautiful hospital, by the way. And uh, I get a CAT scan. They give me some Dilaudid, which was great. I love Dilaudid. <laughs> You're I on would, the air right now. I would, get a, I, <laughs> I would get an appendicitis right now just for Dilaudid. Let's just say you have it on the end. And you go right to the head of the line when you say you have an appendicitis. Okay. This is potentially a fatal thing because wow. uh, it can blow up and then you get septus and then it's not a good thing. Yeah. So anyway, I go, I get checked in uh, and then they can't do surgery because there's some other stuff, inflammation kind of going around by the appendix, which is a useless thing, by the way. Right. And then I end up... Uh, Spending three days or with an IV drip. Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, in the hospital with like not you know not dilated, but just regular like Tylenol and Motrin. Well, that's I, and lame. I'm walking around with like an IV drip, and I'm uh, you know on the floor, and they're I'm re- and every you know everybody comes in like every two hours to check on you to and make sure you're alive. And then so you know I got out about three days later, and uh, wow, do you still have your appendix? I do. They did not take it out. They want to take it out, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. Like, I'm still taking uh, antibiotics now. Okay. I'm probably about 89% right now. I'm not, not all there, so as you can tell by my warbly voice. <laughs> I love it's 89. Most people like would just round up to the nearest yeah. 10. I feel right? like yeah. if you say 90, it's like, fuck you, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, 89. 89, you're like, is some he questions. okay? I could pass out now. I'd be like, well, he's only 89%. Yeah. Of course so he passed out. You can doubt me, but you still have to be nice to me to my face. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's 89%. 90%, you can tell me to fuck right off. And, and exactly. here's, here's the other numbers game you didn't learn in the, in the hospital. And that is uh, when the nurses come in and, and they say, rate your pain yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, you're always an 11. Yeah. That's why you only got Tylenol for the last three days. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought, of, actually, it's funny because I had the Dilaudid and it did feel great. You understand why people go on this for hardcore forever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're like sitting there and it was just enough to kind of take the edge off, but it felt great. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, six hours into the, into the emergency room because they didn't have a bed for me yet. And I said... Should I ask for more? Yes, I could ask for more. <laughs> and then I went yeah, like, you're like and a then, high priority. Yeah. And, and then, then my and then we and could my, be together forever. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like the ring out of the Hobbit or something. And I was just thinking to myself, come on, man, don't do that to yourself. Oh, just no. you know, you're just, yeah, deny yourself yeah. the pleasures of this mortal coil. I know you only you only lose your appendix once. <laughs> true. You know. Well, I still can go back in and get a remove. In fact, they want to do that. Right. So I got some follow up stuff going on. And the big, the oh great thing is, I get to have the real fun test. What's, oh, yeah. what's you that? know the fun test? Oh, the gay test? Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't say that. Uh, it's the camera in the funny area. Oh, <laughs> which colonoscopy? Which I don't, I'm making light of it, but everybody should get that. Yeah, everybody. They say actually now that if you're 45, you should get it. That, yeah. It's 45 now. Yeah. All right, I got yeah. a couple years. <laughs> So that's good. Think about it for a couple years. Colonoscopy is fine. I mean, they put, they put you out. The worst part is you don't you can't eat for twenty four hours. Yeah, you go through the real cleansing part of it, which everybody doesn't like. And it's anytime you talk about your ass, people are always like, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Yeah, yeah. That's but my you, get butt. Your, you get your like you get your throat looked at, your ears looked at. It's the same thing. That's I don't true. mind. I don't mind a nurse shoving stuff up my ass. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> the big long. Some camera. people. Some people have to pay for that. Actually, it's funny because I did have this when I turned fifty, uh, and I went in, and it was these three beautiful nurses. Yeah. 
Oh, and I was boy. like, I was like, wow, this is uh, this is interesting. Right. Ken, Alan, and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> why are you Why are you even questioning whether or not you're going to take it out? Like, just go uh, take it out. So my business partner Nico's wife is a surgeon. Okay. And she. Um, and she said, "You know what? You probably have the likelihood of getting another appendicitis as anybody in the in the population, the general population that's already that hasn't had one yet." Mm. So I was like, "Well, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, that's pretty good." Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And I, you know, you don't want anybody cutting into you. I, I mean, guess. things can go sideways with that. They can cut into your like, you know, your abdomen. It could be bad. I yeah, see. you're a sealed container. You should pretty much stay that way for yeah. as long as possible. If yeah. possible. Yeah. I, I like see. that sealed container. But yeah. it was the first time I've ever been in a hospital stay like that. I don't think I've ever been in a oh, hospital. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe when I was a kid I had like some tubes put in my ear because that's what they did back sure. in the 40s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1840s, am I right? Because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I've, a had a, I've had a couple of stays, a couple of stints in the hospital. It's, oh, I, it's, I, the only fun thing about it is the drugs. Yeah. Really, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, they tell you in the hospital, it's not for sleeping. It's yeah. for resting. Well, and yeah. I was at the hospital. I was, I was at uh, Kaiser Walnut Creek. I've probably told this story before. And I'm laying there watching the news. And they do a news report on uh, Bay Area hospitals with the highest mortality rate. <laughs> and my hospital was number one. Nice. And I'm laying there. And yeah. I find these things funny. So. I may I commented about it to the nurse when she came in. I was like, "Hey, you know who just got rated number one in mortality here?" Uh, she's like, "What?" I said, like, "You guys did," and she did not oh, find it funny at oh, all. Yeah. Uh, she's like, "Well, we we deal with some very serious diseases here." I was like, "Whoa, okay, I'm <laughs> laughing with you, sir. I make six figures. Please do not talk about my coworkers like that. right." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have a patient with MRSA in the same hospital room as a guy who just had open chest surgery. So that's actually the reason you have the highest mortality rate oh wow, wow. Uh, they, they were morons and so you have to put somebody with with MRSA in their own room um and so what is it MRSA yeah it's like uh it's one of these um uh thing? antibiotic resistant oh uh bacteria yeah it thing, just grows infections and, hmm. it's, it's very serious in hospitals and so oh. they they leave me in the room with this person for two days before they decide, oh, it's MRSA. So to remedy the problem, they move me into the hallway, the public hallway, for four hours until they have a room available for me. Uh, so <laughs> Kaiser Walnut Creek, not as good as the one you went to. Well, Sully. I mean, brand new building in yeah. Oakland. Okay. Every room is a single room. Yeah, nice. And the food's not bad. Okay. And it's all, they come in the, it's almost like, it's like Delta Airlines now. Delta Airlines is checking on you constantly on a flight. They're always like, are you okay, sir? Oh my god. Don't forget, you know, I think they're all worried about reviews and all that. Do you need help pulling your pants back up, sir? (laughs) But the funny thing about, this is like classic hospital thing. So I'm there and like, you know, they say, we're not going to disturb you from like 10 o'clock till six o'clock in the morning. And maybe to come in and change your IV bag, but you know. Your diaper. My my diaper. No, I I could get up and do that, by the way. Okay. But you know, one day, probably not. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it's it's hilarious. And I think it's like it's like po- it's hospital uh, policy. So I'm laying there, and I'll say these two women burst in at midnight. Whoa! And we have to check you for bed sores. And I was like, "What? Oh <laughs> yeah. I've been here so for four an- hours." <laughs> if they're analyzing, because I think what so what it is is they get a lot of people from nursing homes or people that are bedridden coming in, and then they leave with the same sores, and then they mm. would probably be blamed for it. Okay. So what they do is they come in essentially document wow. like. You know, that, okay, this person has bed sores. The elderly yeah. patients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they came in and they're like, they're feeling the bottom of my feet. They're feeling my elbows. Wow. They're feeling my back. It was like my yeah. heels. It's yeah. just, it was just. It was I just want to go back to I, bed. But my whole thing was like, really? At midnight this has to happen? Right. Yeah. So I was thinking, because you think a lot when you're in a bed. Sure. Is I was thinking like, well, maybe like they have to do this within like 
10 hours of you arriving or something crazy like that. Yeah. So, that sounds, yeah, the, the hospitals are the worst. It's an awful yeah. experience. Uh, but I will give props to the 10th floor nursing staff. Okay. Shout doctors. outs. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's, what's funny uh, is my, my doctor was actually Dr. Stern. <laughs> and uh, and she was she wasn't very she was very stern very, very stern. <laughs> she's a great doctor by the way I want to say she's right. a great doctor but my very, doctors very were the worst they really? came in they and they used me for training so I had this like <laughs> open sore on my hand right and the doctor comes in with like a gaggle of students yeah. and he's like do you mind um, if they you know watch while I do this you know examine you or whatever I'm like yeah whatever so he goes so listen here's what I'm going to do because I'm going to we're going to try to not have surgery. Surgery, I'm going to shove this thing into the open wound in your hand and see if we can get it to clean up that way. Are you okay with that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. If your students are okay hearing me scream curse words at you while you do it, I'm okay with it. And he says, that will be fine. <laughs> and then he so, didn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> so he does it, and I jump out of it. I scream, you motherfucker. Like I'm just screaming. And he looks at his students. He goes, so we're going to have to do surgery on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this this method will not work. Uh, you just did a look on all the students' faces. They were, like, horrified. <laughs> Kaiser Walnut Creek, not so good. Uh, so, same thing happened to me. I didn't scream like that, but I but they wanted to press on my belly the whole time, and it was very mm-hmm. painful. So, mm-hmm. every time I just grabbed their hand, like, you got to stop doing that. And yeah. 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 So. You're much calmer. You know, it's funny. I, I got to say, when I left, when we wrapped up the show last time. You uh, made a comment like, uh, Sully, you were kind of a little like, uh, you kind of a little off. Maybe just getting remember that. Do you remember that? You yeah. were kind of like going off on me, like maybe. And then you made a comment, of, well, that's guest, there's guest Sully and then there's host Sully. Yeah. But yeah. I, at, at, at the same time, I had a, you know, a level nine pain. And I'm over here like, you know, I've got like a, you know, animal chewing my gut out, you know, and, I'm, and I don't want to be found out by, you know, the VC army or something like that. Well, listen, when you're done making excuses for your poor performance, uh, maybe you'll get back to the Sully we know and love. Well, I think. You have them right now at 89 percent yeah right well I'm, i feel terrible i'm so glad you're okay and um that, that nothing worse happened man that's, yeah that's and actually scary. and i when i was coming over here i actually jaywalked i ran across the street because i was like screw wow. it i'm taking this whole thing no so he's back to himself he's yeah. feeling spry yeah did you click your heels in midair too or? i did i did i'm free well and our ac is not working so now you have to sit here and sweat it out with you us. know what i, I was going to say earlier that this reminds me of the old days in the garage in pacheco right that, but you had AC in there. You know, kind you had, of. Kind, you had it for like the fourth season. I would like. I would have to turn the AC on the night before. That's right. I remember that. to cool it down to about eighty. That's right. Basically. So, uh, and yeah. For, and my only Bart story is this because I'm going to start. I want to talk about this for like we don't have to do it now because we've probably gone over. That's I know right. You're on a schedule here. We got uh, but uh, first of all, I love Bart. But this Bart. Exp- I mean, first of all, no AC on that train. Oh, that's I, the worst. And, and I'm looking around and I'm standing up. And the car is stopping and going, stopping and going. So I haven't experienced uh, that before. Yeah. And I love Bart, by the way. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm, like, pouring sweat. Oh, my gosh. And everybody in there, I don't know if they're just acclimated to this, you know, this is what they do every day. That they were fine? No, nobody, everybody was just fine. Like, this happens all the time. Wow. Yeah, and you're, you're like, uh, calm Berkeley temperatures, you know, right. like your body's acclimated to yeah. being high up in the atmosphere above everybody else. And then you come <laughs> down here to the common man syndrome, where yeah. it's... 
the simp- the temperature or the surface of the sun. Yes. And you're like, how do you guys stand I, this? I didn't even know this existed. I, I read about this in history books. <laughs> That's right. I need my flying horse to come and do gather you, me back up. Do you think that there's a chance that the AC actually was working and you're having an appendicitis? Is well, that possible? Well, last week, yes. This week, um, 89% sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. 11% positive that it's <laughs> happening. Bart's the worst. Bart's yeah. the worst. Dude, Bart is the worst thing to ever exist. Yeah. And it's, you know, like my friend and I take it every, every once in a while just to go out to Oakland, you know, mm-hmm. for some drinks and whatever. And, you know, you miss that one train we, we were talking about a couple months ago. You missed the train. You're there for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, you're hanging out. And he out. had just came, come back from uh, England. Yeah. And he's like, you, you missed the train. Nobody runs for the trains because there's you know there's another one two minutes away. Yeah. But it costs $15 to get from my house to Oakland and back. And it's like, I can't have a, a, another train. I have to wait here for 15 minutes it's yeah. 11 30 there's a, the platform is reasonably full there's still a lot of people out mm-hmm. can we can we just kind of yeah. pretend that we care about things well in berkeley yeah. i could have lent you my golden rainbow pony <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, all right well this segment brought to you by bart um, <laughs> by andrew yang yeah. his one thousand dollar a year thing which will pay for bart uh, actually, though, thank you to our sponsor, More Beer, who brings you this show and uh, every session that we do. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. They've been with us for years, as you know. Uh, on today's show, we've got uh, RIIP Beer Company, RIP Beer Company, out of Huntington Beach, California. And uh, Ian McCall is in the studio with us. Ian McCall sounds like he's in, like, Oasis. It does, yeah. Uh, he came all the way up uh, from Southern California to be on the program, so we're going to be talking to them today. Nice. Uh, all right, let's get through just a couple of announcements. Announcements are brought to you by Drake's Brewing Company. Go to drinkdrakes.com right now and check out any one of their uh, greater Bay Area locations or even the new place up in Sacramento called The Barn uh, or my favorite Drake's dealership down there in Oakland. Uh, all right, BNA 14, our 14th anniversary party tickets are on sale. It's Saturday, June 29th. Um, it starts at uh, 6 p.m. That's the VIP hour uh, and then General Mission will We'll go at 7. I rented out an awesome venue, Fett Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, I've, got a, I've got a special band, a surprise performance. Oh, uh, Oasis? going to play. It's, it's, it's actually now. Cat's out of the bag. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Way yeah. to go. I saw it on a piece of paper on your desk. <laughs> go get your tickets. Uh, they're cheap. It's like 35 bucks, and it's all you can drink. And I'm curating a great list of beer. Um, i got some Trillium beer that's going to be there. Uh, some Heretic beer is going to be there. Uh, I did not see two. A on my distributor list. I don't know if you guys are in Pro- in Rhode Island yet. I, I don't know if we are. So, uh, but if I find that, I'll, there'll be some two and A beer. Thank uh, you. So go to thebrewingnetwork.com and get your tickets today before they sell out, please, and come party with us. Um, also, your ticket gives you a chance to win uh, the official Brewing Network More Beer Brew Sculpture. That's right. It's it exciting has, times. It's got quite wow. a pedigree. It was Jamil's brewery first, and then it's been mine, um, and now it will be one of yours. So get Holy, your tickets. Wow, you're going to send that to just a listener. Yep. We're going to refurb the whole thing. Uh, More Beer is participating in that. Get it all in tip-top shape. And then we might. what we might do, actually, I'm still mulling this over, is bring the listener out here to brew with, like, me and Jamil and Chris Graham for More Beer. Um, and then we'll ship it, you know, home for them. So, You'll clean it out before you ship it, though, right? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. Somebody will. Well, you're someone at more beer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That is, that's like the PH1. Is that what they call it? The barrel from Rare Barrel that's yeah. moving around to New Belgium. And, I, that's yeah. what this is. It's going to yeah. be, you know, it's the same brew sculpture that Jamil created 
all of his award-winning recipes that he wrote the book Brewing Classic Styles with. I love that book. I actually so. refer to that book often. Every beer I've brewed that, I, that we currently distribute is from that. No, it's, just, it's, no, just, Jamil's, yeah. it's just Jamil's. Yeah. <laughs> Great book, and they were all brewed on the sculpture we're giving That's away. That's awesome. So yeah. get your tickets. It's not PH1 like the bread. It's PU1. Yeah. It's stinky. It's a great little It's a great little machine. Absolutely. I love it. I'm going to miss it. Is it made out of wood? Um, yeah. Because it's so old? <laughs> it's very, yeah. Stone, actually. It's stone and bamboo. Yeah, Jamil found these stone tablets. They're two. They were pretty big. Um, I don't know. They just had some scrawling on them, but he cut them and made this yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. Okay, Noah. Um, all right, so go to BrewingNetwork.com and click on the BNA14 picture and get yourself uh, tickets. Um, you can do your Amazon shopping uh, and support us. Just click on the Amazon link. I did see an email from somebody saying that when they click on the Amazon link, they didn't see um, the banner to do their Amazon shopping. Okay. And that is because you have your banners blocked. You your have ad, ad blocker, blocker dude, is yeah. turned on. Because I did double check it. It's there. But if your ad blocker is off, you're not going to see my Amazon link. And I would like you to see it. Um, oh, hold on a second. I meant most. Moses earlier. Okay. Okay. Last last week I said fifty two states too. I think and Beverly is like my corrector over here. I blame the appendix today. I blame nothing. If Beverly is your corrector, you are not doing well in life. She's done right by me so far. First of all, I'm going to know the difference between Noah and Moses. (laughs) Well, okay. She does do well with her biblical. She's been indoctrinated long enough. You know, that's okay. Yeah. Um, All right. That's awesome. Check out all of the Brewing Network shows wherever you like to get your podcasts. We've got the new Hop and Brew School show up there. Um, what do we got? We got Sour Hour if you like sour beer. We got the Heads and Tails if you like distilling. Hell yeah. Um, we, we got a whole bunch of shows over there. So uh, tell your friends about them too. You know, it's good stuff. Good Steal stuff. their phones and subscribe to all of our shows on their things. Yes, that's the way to do it. Thank so, you. Uh, and speaking of subscribe, you can subscribe and join the BN Army for as little as $2 a month. Um, it's just a great way to support us. Plus, you're entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win $100 to spend over at More Beer. Yeah. Um, go Bitcoin. find us over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can send your show, show ideas there as well. Um, okay. Twitter game? Yeah, Twitter game. Twitter game is brought to you today by Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial of the best, hands down, the best brewing software on the market. It's got uh, the new version has support for mead, wine, and cider. Um, it's got a mash pH estimation and adjustment tool right in the recipe builder. It has things, I don't even know what all the things are. I don't know what they are. That's right. Somebody does, and that's Brad Smith, yes. and he put them there for a reason, and you can go use them. <laughs> for smarter people than us yes. to figure out what they are. Go to Beersmith.com. They're like Easter eggs. And do that. They're hidden functions. <laughs> yes. That smart. Remember when there were Easter eggs in like DVDs, and you had to go to like the hidden corner of the menu, and you had to just know to like maneuver the, the cursors on your DVD? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like that. I remember it is, that. It yeah. is like it's that. It's weird, right? It's, it's, they can bring that back. Now they just put them in. They just put them in. The, the end of the at, trailers. At the end. Yeah, like Marvel changed all that. <laughs> People aren't smart anymore. Sure. That's why we can't have nice things. This is absolutely correct. Beersmith.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. What's our Twitter game? Uh, our Twitter game today is uh, inspired by Scott, actually, our own uh, personal Moscow. Uh, inspired by Scott's opinions on uh, Bevo's various parts <laughs> we were talking about in the last oh. show. Tell us what your least favorite body part 
of ours is. Okay, any one of us. Yeah, except for Beverly, leaving Bebo Leave, out of it. Bebo out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, well, I mean, it, basically anybody else on the show. Right. You can even go deeper. You can go Jamil, if you want. Okay. Uh, Brian Cooper, Brian Shaw. Okay. Um, uh, hey, I'm over here. I'm, I'm on the show yeah. part-time. Uh, Nick for from example, Hop Brew School. Sully's least favorite body part right now is his appendix. You just obviously. gave it away. So. That could have been an answer, <laughs> and you just gave it away. I always have to do the best one first. Right. Ruin the game. Um, all right. Thank you for that, JP. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You're welcome. Great. You're welcome for that. <laughs> so we didn't really get any feedback enough this week to make a whole segment out of it. So send your That's feedback true. to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we will put your messages on air. But before the break, I did want to tell you about something I've just discovered, and that is Duke Cannon. Have you guys tried the Duke Cannon stuff? I haven't. I've heard about it, um, but I haven't had a chance to figure it out yet. So I'm not going to lie. I was not familiar with Duke Cannon until they uh, they reached out to me to become a sponsor. But to do so, they wanted me to try their products first. And I'm like a creature of habit. I don't change the stuff I do very often. Oh, I know that. I am a 100% convert to really? to the Duke Cannon stuff. And I'm being oh. serious. This is not in my live read information. No, you're not even yeah, looking at the computer screen. Uh, right yeah. So, but like, what is so it? they have this thing called, they have several of them called a big ass brick of soap. Right? Yep. And it's literally that. It's, it's a the, giant square block of soap. It's big. And I thought, well, who needs that? Like, I'm used to using like the sissy gel stuff now and like a, oh, you're a body wash like a loofah, right? <laughs> oh, damn. The stolen hotel soap. I don't know what happened what to do. my masculinity, but at some yeah. point I left it somewhere. Sure. So, but I try the stuff, right? Because it's free for me. They send it to me. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I now is... have like a stockpile of the gel that I'm oh, never going to use. Okay. It smells like the outdoors, like yeah. fresh Pine, like I smell better than I've ever smelled. You smell great. Thank you smell you. better than Thank trees. I would think it does smell better than trees. Right? They even have one that smells like campfire. They have that. You'd think that's awful. It's not. Like it's a good. like a like a musky sandalwood kind of pine. Yes. campfire thing. Yes, okay. yes. All Which right. brings me to my next favorite product of theirs. Yeah. I never wear cologne. I just don't. Oh, okay. I do now. Oh wow! <laughs> really? They have this thing. Let me make sure I get the name of it Damn, right. Boy, um, you've had a moment with this. This is awesome. It's it's <laughs> a, keep going, keep going. It's called solid cologne. Solid. So it's cologne. like a concentrated balm. Like okay. a balm, so you like you yeah, yeah, rub. Yeah. It looks yeah. like chapstick kind of thing, but it's in like this, I know what that is. It's in this like this little tin. Yeah, yeah. You wipe it on your fingers, and you put it wherever. And the one I'm using is like aged in Buffalo Trace barrels. Really? Wow. So it has like the one I'm using is called bourbon. Okay. Well, clearly, yeah, that makes sense. I smell amazing. Really? I'm and not wearing it like, today. You don't even like spirits. I don't. Yeah. So that's, like that's an odd choice that you would that you would choose that one to try. But uh, right, and I find myself probably using too much of it because I like it so much. <laughs> really so like the after problem, a, the same amount, like after a couple of days, I became desensitized to it. Yeah. So like I kept putting more on. Well, and so because so, I really like the smell. So here's here's the question, which you know happens with, uh, and it reminds me of like being in high school when you first discover cologne, and you're like, oh, well, this is what a real man. This is what a man uses, yes. an adult, right? Yes, yes. And then you inherently use too much. Yes. Is it if you put too much on, are you stinking people out of the room, or is it no. still a subdued? I think thing? that it's subdued. I have yeah. not heard uh, different from anybody who's been around me. Okay. With it on, yeah. uh, but uh, what I do hear from everyone is how damn good I smell. Wow, that's happening. Huh? And I like that. You put some Barry White music on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So make love and be uh, love. 
I just wanted to do... That sounds great. I just wanted to say all that because, like I said, it's not often that I change things like this. And my whole routine has changed. Nice. I now bathe every day. Okay. Uh, That's different for me. Really? Yes. Because I like it so much. I I have quit smoking. Yes. Really? You're turning the corner here. Wow. Hey. hey, hey. Yeah, I stopped smoking. uh, Congratulations, Billy. Almost... Two months ago or something now. It's been a while. Wow. Um, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I go to the gym often. What? Um, yeah. Where is this coming from? Because uh, weeks ago you wanted to die. Right. And I kind of still do. Yeah. Um, I guess. He heard about my appendicitis and his whole his whole world turned around. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I wasn't feeling very good. And yeah. I just one day was like, well, you can do some things. You can do something about it. Um, and anyway, so there you go. You know what we should do is get into cryptocurrency and lose it all. And then that will really drive drive the death pool back and get that you're, going again. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like the death pool is really boring right now. Yeah. You know. I'm telling you, invest uh, in crypto. Let's yeah, let's yeah. let's start pushing yeah. something. Make here. Justin miserable again. Yeah. Basically. Right. JP, you've said that crypto thing like five times on the show. What's going on in your world? Just, I mean, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so go to DukeCannon.com and then use coupon code BREWING um, okay. and it's going to give you 15% off your first order wow. uh, with coupon code BREWING. Plus, uh, you'll get free shipping on orders over 35 bucks. And look, I, I don't know if you consider me a reliable source. On hygiene? But I, yeah, right, right. But I love this stuff. Okay. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm using the bourbon cologne. Don't everybody use I don't want everybody smelling as good as me. There are no, other no, no. ones. You, so, sh- you should ask them to take it off the webpage. <laughs> exactly. And just you know? reserve it. For, it should change its name to Justin. Yes. Private, private stock. Um what and, else they have? Uh, they have there's one of their big ass bricks. So I'm using the fresh cut pine brick of soap. Okay, uh, really like that one. They also have they have one that's called leaf and leather. Dude. I have that one too. It smells really good. Yeah, hook it up, dude. Um, I want to try some of that shit. So I need to smell good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, check it all out. And by the way, uh, everything they do is developed and tested with uh, military people. Apparently, so okay. like they don't do anything that hasn't gone through like a rigorous, uh, you know test of some kind. I right. don't know. Um, they have like a beard wash. I'm going to give Beardy some of that when he gets back. Yeah. Um, I've used it, but I don't have much of a beard. Right. But I like that stuff too. Okay. Duke Cannon, use coupon code BREWING. Um, and, and my rant is over. Nice. It's good stuff. Sounds good. I'm telling you. Um, okay. So, what do I have to do? I have to take a break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Rip Beer Company. R-I-I-P Beer Company out of Huntington Beach, um, California. They brought us a bunch of beer to try. I'm already having their, their pale ale. What did you get? Uh, their Belgian table beer. Oh, good. Yeah. I think that's on our list to try when we it come is. back from the... <laughs> so, I, I'm excited. They have... Uh, I read the list of the beers. It's uh, There's an Imperial Stout there. Oh, yeah. There's an IPA. There's a pale ale. And then there's the table beer. All on Should tap- I not said that? Did I give it away? No, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Now we don't have to do the show. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All on tap right here at the Hop Grenade Tap Room in Concord, California. Hang in there. This is the session, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right. 
right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. As promised, we've got Rip Beer Company in the studio with us today from Huntington Beach, California. Ian McCall is their head brewer. Welcome to the studio, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you driving all the way up here, flying up here. Oh, you got here. yeah. Yeah. Driving's for monkeys. That's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for coming up and bringing us beer. We've got uh, a bunch of your beer on tap here at the Hop Grenade, if anyone wants to come down and check it out. Got the Warriors game going on out there, too. Uh, so they're playing tonight. Yeah, so you're welcome, everybody. I'm missing that. Uh, I hope we don't get I hope we don't get booted today. I wish we would have looked at the score before I came in here, but I we didn't. were up. I looked, and uh, it's still early in the game, but it was like up by ten. Um, Is it like the last thing or something? If we lose, Maybe. yeah, oh. it, Toronto basically just needs to win one more. So if we don't win tonight and every other game, yeah. it's over. Hmm. And tonight and tomorrow, it's in Toronto. So my Canadian listeners, uh-huh. fuck off. <laughs> well, look, if it makes you feel better, the Canadians can't win at hockey, so they're going to win at basketball, and that's, you know, Could that's a trade-off. First time ever that uh, Toronto has been in their franchise history even made it to the playoffs. Oh, I hope they win. So well, good for them. That, they do. Tight. It would be, and the whole country is going insane over there. Yeah. So I love Canada. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, what's not to like, eh? I was in Toronto, actually, about a month <laughs> ago. Nice city. Toronto is a nice city. Um, anyway, go Warriors. Yeah, okay. So, Ian. Yes, please. Bring how long have you guys been open? When did Rip start? Uh, so, Rip started about approximately three years ago, a little bit more. Okay. Uh, started as a nano brewery. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a three and a half barrel stout system originally. Okay. In a small industrial park in Huntington Beach, right off of Gothard and Heil. Hang on. I read on your website that you guys started with a more beer brewing sculpture at some point. Yeah. So, Ryan and Ryan, who are the, uh, the founders of Rip Beer Company, uh-huh. they, they did start on a more beer system. Wow. Um, they were commercially producing beer on that. I don't know how long that lasted for exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, before they moved into the, the three-and-a-half-barrel nano. So that's what you brew on now? You're still a, a three-and-a-half-barrel nano, or no? No, no, no. God. Okay, so that, <laughs> what size do you have uh, now? We have, we have a 10-barrel system currently. Okay. Uh, it's from SS Brewtech. Got it. Um, we have, I, I, it's funny to say, we have the third system they ever made. Really? Yeah. Is that good or bad? Like, did that, were you I think learning? It's bo- I think it's both, but I'll tell you what, the guys over there kick ass okay. and... They anytime I have an issue, a problem, or I need something to get repaired, yeah, they are on top of it. Oh, that's great! Wow, that's great. Tell me about the name. Where did Rip come from? Um, I think it sounds really cool. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. The, the story that I've gotten is that it, it's a it doesn't mean anything necessarily. Hmm. It just it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, Ryan Rasmussen, one of the founders of the company, has a couple other companies, and they all kind of have similar names. Okay. Um. And uh, we just call it Ryan's Insane Investment Property. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that it is. And that yeah. investment property has a good uh, logo. Yeah. Nice logo. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Good Good branding. Um, same with the delivery truck I saw on your website. That's good branding. That thing's The cool. 1931 Helms truck. So I read on your site, too, that... Your guys, your founders, couldn't afford the permitting at the time of opening in order to sell beer on the premise. I don't know so much that it was for it was the permitting. Mm-hmm. I think the Huntington, the, the city of Huntington Beach, was having issues um, giving them a CUP to actually serve beer on premise. They couldn't get any cups. They needed a cup, right? <laughs> I mean, I, why yeah, didn't yeah, you call yeah. me, Ian? I could. I'd yeah. have brought you we guys. So you know, they're cups. really cheap. He <laughs> runs like a festival. He's got thousands. We could use of them. plastics. The least yeah. I could do. Right. They, it's uh, okay. Uh, conditional use permit for for the site that they were originally at. 
I see. It was just in the middle of this industrial area, which I know all breweries are. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was size. I have no no, no clue. So um, they couldn't get that. So that sparked the idea to deliver beer to your customers. Yeah. After talking to uh, a few different attorneys who specialize in the beer industry, they decided that it was legal and okay to start delivering beer to customers in the city of Huntington Beach and wow. some surrounding areas. Um, so they used that 1931 Helms truck for a, for a period of time right. to actually get beer delivered in growlers to their customers. Sure. I haven't decided yet, this far into the interview, if okay. your founders are brilliant or if they're <laughs> fucking idiots. Because to start on a nano, right, are very difficult to do. Yeah. I love this idea of delivering beer, but it sounds so difficult to do. It really is. But it, it works. sounds annoying. Yes. That's really, I mean, you know, it's like, fuck, really, I got to fill... 20 growlers and take them to these idiots. Like, I don't want to do but this. But it also kind of sounds fun. It does but sound, I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound fun. It does. It sounds, but also to pile on here a little bit, like in a 1931 truck. I mean, I mean <laughs> well, you, yeah. That somebody, doesn't work out so well anymore. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Not, that, not the most reliable vehicle. Yeah, we have a, a Nissan Versa now. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you do still deliver beer? From time to time. Okay. Yeah. If we're if we're staffed up in the in the tasting room and somebody calls in a delivery and we can make it happen, we will. Okay. Now, something that we we discuss all the time is taking the deliveries back to full time. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the issue is you need, you need staff that's going to be able to fulfill orders at any time of the day. Right. So having somebody on staff who can be ready to, to take that's orders, their job, yeah. fill, fill them and, and fulfill them yeah. is a hard, hard thing to do. Can I clarify something? When you mean, yeah. when you say place orders, like me as a general idiot can call up and go, I'd like two growlers delivered yeah, it's like, to my it's house. It's like delivery pizza. Right? Really? Or milk. Yeah, as long as you're within our delivery range, uh, happily. Were you charging a delivery fee for this as well? Oh, you have to, Brian. I don't know 100% that we are okay. at the moment. Again. Why is this so weird, guys? I mean, it's we have, weird. like, food delivered but I'm from, like, you know, It's Grub weird Hub. because no one does it. And I love this it's idea. True. Yeah. I think it's the coolest thing, I actually. I think it's great. I'm defending him here. I don't know what's going on. No, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's completely rad but also completely bonkers. Like, I've never heard of yeah. this. Yeah. It sounds insane. And It sounds like something you would craft just to kind of, like, well, let's just see if we get caught. <laughs> Let's see if we Good get point. in trouble for this. Yeah. I'll challenge it. I don't know. Our yeah. legal counsel approves of us doing this. So it's okay. <laughs> see if we get caught. It's also kind of funny that you can't get a conditional use permit on premise, but you can deliver beer. Well, it is yeah. wild because, I mean, as a, as a business owner, mm-hmm. I mean, oh. if, if I, well. <laughs> I just dropped it on the Shit. table there. Yeah. Like, if you if, if you told me, like, we can't open up our, like, our, our tap room and we have to deliver beer, I would pause. I would literally yeah. think, like, huh. But then you have that inertia, like we got to do something here. We got what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? How are we going to sell our beer? You got to make yeah, money. Right? You got all the stuff you laid, you've outlaid, you've signed leases. You've got sure. people all read them ready to get paid, and you're like, well, we got to do something. I also think it must have given you a, a healthy amount of publicity by doing something unique like that. Yeah, there's actually there's been actually a few uh, news networks who have done stories on Rip. Okay, I just got sent one today on my Instagram feed. Really? That yeah, the city of Huntington Beach reposted. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Dude. Wow! Yeah, because it's because it's unique and it was and in Playboy. It's I read. Right? I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I only read I can't the pictures. actually confirm that because I wasn't with the company then, <laughs> so I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, There's words in Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Only now. Wait, what? So, how long? <laughs> how long did that go on before you could serve beer on premises, or can you still not? So, um, 
at the, we still do own that original premise that okay. had the nano system in it. It doesn't contain any brewing equipment anymore. It's basically all cold storage now. I see, and some dry storage. Um, so in order to get around that, they actually built out a tasting room where our brewery currently is at. Uh, we're down at the corner of Warner and PCH, like we're Warner dead ends. Wow. So from our patio, if you've ever been there, you can actually see, you can almost see the waves crash. That's awesome. You can see the beach and the water. It's a pretty gorgeous area. And I'm going to be honest, Huntington Beach is about <laughs> the only place in the, in, the, in the greater L.A. area that I like. That I like. Oh, we'll take that. Yeah. I like the Bay Area. I like San Diego. Uh, everything in between, you know. You don't like that. But Huntington Beach is a cool town. It is a cool town, absolutely. Have you? Are you from there? Born and raised. You? Oh, yep. That's excellent. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was a homecoming coming back to Huntington to brew beer. Okay. Where did you brew, uh, brew before Rip? Uh, my initial brewing job was at Brewbakers in Huntington Beach as well. What um, is that? Brewbakers was a brew on premise okay. that opened up. It actually opened up downtown Huntington Beach um, and probably ran down there for about 10, 12 really? years. That's before, a long time. Before moving to the Gothard Heil location, which is where I started working in 2001, 2002. So it still exists, this brew on premise? It does not. No. Oh. Unfortunately, um, there was some change of ownership and it didn't work. didn't quite work out. How- what, what was your take on, on the brew on premise? Was it popular? I've never been to one, but I, I always thought it's one of those ideas that's, again, either brilliant and everyone will want one or no one ever goes. There kind of a, like mini golf. There was a time and place that it, I think it was very popular. I mean, when I started at Brewmakers in 2001, I think there were still three or four brew on premises in the greater L.A. area. Okay. Um, Wicks and Riverside opened up not too long after that as well. Okay. So I think there was still some momentum there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times in that three to five year, I was like five year period that I was there. Yeah. That we were crushing it. We were having a great time. Wow. Um, and what was your job to just assist people through? We the- had, yeah, we had six kettles on site. Okay. Uh, they were all, I guess they're 20 gallon kettles brewing 15 gallon batches. Uh huh. Um, all steam, all steam fired or steam powered. Wow. And um, I would run on a busy night. Mm-hmm. Like we had a, on Thursdays, you could brew one case of beer. So you're brewing six total, but you would only purchase one case of beer. Okay. Of that and come back a few weeks later and, per, and, back and package it. I see. Um, what, what, why? Like, well, basically the idea behind the brew on premise, at least as it worked at Brewbakers, mm-hmm. is you have your customers coming in. You're overseeing them, but they're making beer that you're going to eventually serve. I see. For you. Okay, okay. So you could purchase the, the full the full six cases, mm-hmm. and everything you brewed, you would come back in a few weeks later. You'd bottle it. You'd create your own label. You'd take it home and, and you be guys, able to enjoy it with your buddies. You'd do a half batch or a single case one day a week. So and you, you got free labor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, and so on those days, on Thursdays, we were so busy, we would turn those six kettles three times. Wow. And there were days we'd do 18 batches of beer. Wow. And it was just nonstop. Okay. And so someone would brew, and then they come back three weeks later or something, mm-hmm. and and they get to have they get to take their beer. Yeah, home. we would actually we'd process, you know, I guess process. We'd kind of watch all fermentation, um, handle all transferring into the large fifteen gallon scuds, the corny kegs. Yeah, um, handle carbonation, filtration. Wow, and get it ready for them to come back and package on two head bottle fillers. Okay, that's a pretty cool concept. It's, yeah, I think yeah. it really is, it's, and I think it could do well. Yeah. The I've thought long and hard and many many sleepless nights thinking about this. Okay, I'd love to make better beer. I see. Is, now, 
Why is that? Because you don't have enough control over the process with the brewers? It was all partial mash brewing. Um, So it's mash and extract. It's all single kettle as well. Got it. Um, So there's really no movement now. So that's a good point, because then it's not like people are, like, telling all their friends about the great beer at your place. Right. They're, they're well, they're just telling like, their friends that they made beer right. at this place. But you, if you could have them saying both, it For would sure. be more be successful, awesome. right? You know, maybe even win a couple medals with the beer or something uh, and get the publicity to work that way. 100%. Yeah. And free labor. And but free I can't labor. imagine what it would cost. <laughs> I mean, right. I thought, like, you know, you buy six brew sculptures— Right. Now you need, rather than having one person who can oversee six kettles, you probably mm. need six people to oversee oh, for sure. six sculptures. Yeah. Well, and and you, your overhead's crazy. Well, yeah. you have the problem also that not everyone wants to do all the labor to do all grain brewing. 100%. Like, we used to do classes, I'm sure they still do, at, at More Beer, and we would do an all grain and uh, an extract. Uh, the other problem we would have is that hardly anybody would come back to do the packaging. Mm-hmm. They wanted the experience, and, and you know the classes were just to teach people how to make beer, so it was a different clientele. Right. But it's the fear of, of like that labor of, like, oh, you mean I have to do shit now? Yeah. I can't just stand around and drink beer and watch <laughs> you do shit? Right. Um, I, I think that would be hard. I think that would be a hard sort of clientele to You uh, could, to though. Hit. What if you had something like two large-ish mash tons mm-hmm. and you just created the wort for six systems that day basically whatever day you're coming into brew you get to choose two styles of beer for sure and you can hop mm-hmm. them differently and everything else but there's only two worts that you know uh maybe less labor less equipment right um and possibly better beer i don't know why i'm yeah. coming up with this I, well i know it's, <laughs> gotta, like, like, I'm do right this. it's a great thought and it's one that we talked about for a long for a long time it just, yeah it never it never came to life um, right. With regard to the labor and packaging, mm-hmm. we just let our customers drink as much beer as they wanted to from their batch. That's how <laughs> so you like got if, that. Yeah, so like if you bought, you bought three cases, a half batch, yeah, they'd probably drink. They bring in their friends and family and probably drink another case and a half. Right. There you go. Less okay. labor. It's uh, the broom premise concept is big in Canada, oh. but yeah. it's a wine on premise. I see. And so that kind of, I think, translated, sort of drifted down here. And it, it, it's, it didn't really, it hasn't really caught on. There's, it was, it was mm. more for tax purposes in, like, Canada. I mean, it was, it's, beer is expensive up there. Yeah. And so I think the nations that actually use the brew on-premise concept is that they, like, you actually, it's cheaper for you to have beer in your, in your, in your house if you brew it at a brew on-premise than to go out and buy it. I see. It. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Plus, it was like, wasn't the concept like, uh, you know, you bring your friends. It was like a party atmosphere. Oh, yeah, 100%. The people that had one at Davis, and it was like, they were all about like, you know, you know, like you have a bachelorette, bachelor party or something yeah. like that, and you kind of play up to it. Now oh, it's 100%. painting ceramics and tasting Chardonnay. <laughs> That's the new thing. Did that yesterday. <laughs> Sounds like a lot right of fun. Now. I met my wife at, at Brubaker's, and uh, there were some times in the early days when we would party a little too hard every single night. She'd, <laughs> she'd show up, she'd, she'll tell you, she'd show up to work with a bottle of Pepto and a few Gatorades. Oh, man. And I'd get through the next day. Yeah, just to get back to normal. That's uh, a good woman. Ouch. That's yeah. right. Congratulations. <laughs> Bring me my recovery kit. <laughs> well, let's talk about your beer as well. I don't um, have beer. The first beer that we have in our glass is your Mandarina. Mandarina Rustica, yeah. Tell us about this. So this is a 4.5% Belgian table beer. Um, I love this style. It's easy to drink. It's... It's a patio pounder. Mm-hmm. Um, this beer, the the grist on this is Barca Pills from Weirman. Okay. Um, Weirman uh, Spelt mm-hmm. and Flaked Oats. Okay. So a pretty, pretty simple, basic grist. Um, and it's 100% Mandarina Bavaria hops all the way through. Got it. So there's a bittering charge, wow. a middle charge, a whirlpool charge. And then this gets it's about for about 14 BUs in the kettle. Okay. And then this gets uh, about three quarters... 
of a pound per barrel dry hop of mandarina as well. Got it. This is a great beer. Thank you very much. Uh, I love the aroma as well. That just starts uh, with that. And Super refreshing. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the yeast you use? Uh, this is Imperial Rustic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also hazy, everybody. You it know? is. Uh, uh, but by style, of course. Murky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not hazy. Why, why spelt? What does that do? Uh, spelt is kind of a, it's a more, that's not rarefied. It's a, it's an older ancient form grain. of. Yeah. Yeah. Ancient grain, older form of wheat. Um, is it kind of traditional? It gives, it, gives it more of a raw, I don't know. Is there a traditional Belgian table beer that. It probably is. I've been making beers for a long time. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, <laughs> right. that we drink over here, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I want a beer that I can sit down at a table or sit on a patio and, yeah. and crush all day. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's great. It's easy drinking. It's got kind of a very complex malt uh, thing going on there. I really like it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it's 4.5, and it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. You can you can have it while you're on antibiotics, Sully. I think it's okay. It's Sully safe. <laughs> Actually, it says the bottom of my uh, prescription says you have to have a Belgian table beer with this. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really nice beer. And it's a it's a great propagator too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There you Use go. it for your next. Uh, your next. Yep, totally. Uh, but it would have to be a Belgian style, right? Or, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I'll usually run this out of like a out of the table beer into maybe a saison. Okay. And then I've got a, a Belgian dark strong and a Belgian golden. Nice. Kind of run them into. Do you ferment this warm? Yeah. So this beer gets ferment fermented. Uh, we the SS system actually doesn't have. We don't have a cold lick or hot lick. So currently, until we get my my new glycol. Yeah, set up. Uh, we're knocking this knocking this out during the summer. Okay, you know, uh, high seventies. Wow. Yeah, and we'll let it run yeah. up to about eighty four. Okay, and you you kind of cap it there, or that's just where it ends up. We'll cap it at eighty four. Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah, it's a nice beer. Yeah, it's good. I like that, and I, I agree. You saw on the on the four percent side. Oh yeah. yeah, that's the the reason that's the first beer that I got. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice beer. It's delicious. Um, okay. And the next beer, I want to get through this, too. It's so warm in the studio that I, I usually don't rush <laughs> us to do the beers, but I don't want you all have to drink warm beer. Yeah, um, the are cold. Now, this one is called uh, Rip to be Square. Rip to be Square. Uh, obviously a play on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Huey Riptide? Lewis. Oh. Uh, Huey Lewis. A little Huey Lewis song. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's actually an American Psycho reference. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you remember that that scene in American Psycho where he uh-uh. axes the dude. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Paul? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Paul. Yes. <laughs> uh, and again, with the with the name Rip works good for for beer names too, it, right? Yeah, it does. So. We, we actually play Rip into a lot of different a lot of different beer names. Give me a couple others. Quick. Oh, yeah, shit. ready um, to go. Give, give him the beer names off the Rip. <laughs> Thank you. Rip riffing on the Rip. See off the Rip. That's the. I'm um, cool. Well done. I'm cool. Well, the, the beer we have at the end of the day, actually at the end of the segment, mm-hmm. our whatever second half is going to be uh, the Rizzo. Nice. And so you can see we played the two eyes into the Rizzo. Yep. Like Very Rizzo nice. the Rat or like the Rizzo from Wu Tang Clan? So, yeah, kind of. I, 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 I wanted to call, I mean, I can guess. I'll give which. you the full story later, but I wanted okay. to play the, the Rizzo RZO Wu Tang. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of. With the whole Melvin Wu Tang Clan, oh I, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to yeah. get caught up in some bullshit. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets, which that, I like. Uh, a, good, a really good yeah. buddy of mine. I'll, we can talk about it later too. Is um, he's the lead roaster at Portola? Okay, or he was the lead roaster at Portola, mm-hmm. um, and he actually just left. So this is one of the last beers I wanted to brew with him before he took off. Got it. His last name is Rizzo, so I wanted to nice Rizzo. Give, a give him a nod. Well, tell us about Rip to be Square. Rip to be square. So this is um, American Pale Ale, six point 
No, sorry, five point six percent. I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> no. Yeah, we all held our breath there for a second. <laughs> what, what, what did he just say? Five point six percent. This is raw two row, uh, white wheat, and a little bit of Simpsons low color Maris solder. Okay. That's probably about. 15% Simpsons low-color Marisotter, which I kind of interchange a lot of Simpsons low-color MO mm-hmm. and um, crisp, Golden extra bombs. extra pale okay. Marisotter in my hazies, mm-hmm. and I wanted to incorporate a bit of it into this beer. So the idea of this, body. of this low-color is that you get the, the body and flavor of a Marisotter, but not the color. Exactly. Obviously. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a light-colored beer, too. Um, I've always loved Marisotter. Absolutely. Since I started the Brewing Network, I, someone gave me like a pale ale. Um, I think maybe it was even like an EJ Fair pale ale, believe it or not. Yeah. And I, like, I like asked all about it, and, and, and Maris Otter was like the main deal. And then the same with like uh, Dave McLean Spears. Yeah, he used a lot of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he got one year, I was at GABF, he got this like heritage version of Maris Otter that he was of course he working did. with somebody <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Dave was that way. But yeah. the beer was was amazing. Wow. I've just always been a fan of that of that malt. So I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the hops on this is or are uh, Mosaic and Idaho Seven. An Idaho Seven, okay. Those are the hot new hops, man. Yeah, that's the There's one. There's like five. That's the right? thing. There's like five that basically all a lot of beers have. The Idaho Mosaic Idaho 7. for sure. Yeah, um, and Mosaic's like been hot for a long time. Yeah, yeah. has it been? Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ones? We hear, well, just hear about them a lot. So yeah, we were I, talking earlier about I, Strata. Strata is really loving yeah, on yeah, a lot. We had last week, and of course your Simcoe and your Citra. Yeah, right, right, right. And I uh, was talking to uh, my co-host Nick recently that they were that hop farms are even pulling out Centennial to put in some of these newer hops, and I just thought that's kind of mind blowing. Like Centennial's just it's your workhorse, it's your standard. How could we possibly need less of that? I love that hop. Centennial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm old school, though. I mean, I grew up in the time when that was a real popular, you know, very uh, multi-use hop. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's funny because Jaron Shepard, who's our brewer at the pub, he, you know, he's a younger guy, but he's, uh, it's Centennial's his, like, favorite hop. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And it's good. It can <laughs> either be like, dank too young or it can be pretty bright. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you guys use Centennial in, Sully? We use it in, we use it in a lot. We have a lot of Centennial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, if anybody's pulling anything out of the ground and needs some. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it was like, you know, we got caught up in the wave of, like, you know, we had, you know, huge growth and then. Everything, you know, a couple of years ago took a little bit of a, it went soft a little bit. And uh-huh. so uh, we mm-hmm. have a little bit of Centennial right now. It I like pil- that hop because you can use it in everything. It yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it, you don't have to just use it. You can use it with like four or five other hops, right. which is what we do. It's just a magical hop. It is a magical hop. What is the newest or, or you know, most unique hop you're using currently, Sully? Uh, Idaho 7, we've used that. We've okay. used Mandarina Bavaria and uh, mm-hmm. Bavarian. Did I get that right? Uh, sorry, it's the uh, it's the appendix. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what else are we using right now? Uh, Citra, Mosaic. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're yeah. right there. We're playing with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to Do you have to contract out your your hops? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're contracted out. Um, yeah. I when I started with Rip about a year and three two three months ago, uh, kind of inherited a lot of those contracts and have since gone back and made significant changes to our contracts and had to play them out for. The last year or so. Yeah. So wait, wait, um, what did you do? You had to like uh, reevaluate them and kind of like. Yeah, big time. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. I'm stuck. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I've hey, got hey, like listen, I'm probably 15, with you. I've got like 1,500 pounds of uh, of Warrior for the next 
<laughs> per year for the next four years. Okay. So if anybody needs Warrior for bittering, you got Warrior. Contact Ian at RipBeer.com and <laughs> we'll cut you a good deal on and it. And if anybody needs Centennial or Cascade, <laughs> Sean at 21st-Amendment.com. Right. <laughs> I love it. It's just turned into a fire cell here. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, like we talked to you know, Cool Hops, like Cashmere is the one that I started using. I'm using a lot right now. Okay. And I, just, I love the flavor of Cashmere. Um, it works really well with other hops. It pairs well. Brings out a lot of f- bright, fruity characters. Okay. So I just we're, we're about to publish a Hop and Brew School episode about contracting. Mm-hmm. And I just learned that, like I always thought, well, kind of what you guys are saying now, you, you, you sign this contract for I don't know how many years out. And I always thought, well, you're stuck with that. And how do you, how do you even predict what you need? But I learned that you you can actually adjust your contract. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you can go back. It's like maybe as long as you're not kind of minimum. But as long as you're not kind of like in the year, right? Yeah. yeah. So in other words, like if this new hop kind of comes out in the in either like late in your contract, you can go back and go, hey, I, I want that too. Yeah, right? like Strata is a good example. I mean, I was at uh, I had just I had just started with Rip and went to CBC. And remember rubbing Strata and going, holy shit, this this hop is amazing. Okay, how yeah. do I get it? Oh, it's not available. Uh, and I was like, why okay, is it well, here? well, when when uh, when uh, will it be available? Oh, it's still we're we're still working on it. And I said, okay, cool. Well, how? They go, oh, just call later. When should I call? Right. I'm, not sure. I'm not really sure. Because technically, so, right now is later yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm going right to walk around the convention hall <laughs> yeah, and then I'll be back. Right. I did with them what I do with like you know telemarketers or, or the the phone companies that call me. Yeah. When I make a contract with them, I put it in my phone for like two years later so I can call them back and go, hey, don't raise my fucking rate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Either I'm going to jump or I need something else. So yeah, yeah. every single month, I just call Indie Hops and say, hey, can I, work, can I get Strata now? Right. And eventually I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. you you're, you're like, wait, really? <laughs> Give him Are the goddamn hop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get He's it now? Calling. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can, I well, imagine, send it. I imagine the guy on the phone, uh, you know, he calls, uh, yeah, I want Strata. And the guy just leans back in his office chair at a warehouse full of Strata goes, I think we could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually picture them going like looking at the phone and going, "Hey, it's Ian again." We just, yeah, one hundred percent. Should we should we fuck with them and say yes this time? And one hundred percent. That's funny. I, I so I contracted like two hundred twenty pounds and I started pulling it, and I called up one day and Strata had already gone berserk bonkers. Okay, and everybody was pulling it and they I know they sold some off to a few other hop uh, sellers, and I called up and talked to Matt, the owner, one day, and uh, I was Matt or Jim and. Um, I said, hey, I need 44 pounds of Strata. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have that hop anymore. We're all sold out. We didn't expect it to go as fast as it went. And I'm wow. like, the fuck are you talking about? I, yeah. have, I have a contract. I, oh. Oh, oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We have your Strata. <laughs> oh, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our, our warehouse is Thanks, full dude. of your Strata. <laughs> yeah. Describe that hop to me. What, what do you get out of it? What I love about the hop is it's it's so versatile. Even in a single hop beer, yeah, it tastes to me like a like a hop blend. Okay, so you get the the danky hop characteristics, the kind of cellar characteristics you get um, with Columbus CTZ, that onion garlic dankiness. Yeah, but it's crazy fruit forward. Okay, um, so you get a lot of the a lot of the more modern tropical uh, hop characteristics at the same time. Okay, and what about the Idaho Seven that's in this beer? How would you describe that hop? Idaho 7 for me, it depends on... I've had a couple different lots of Idaho, Idaho 7, but it is very fruit-forward. It plays well mm-hmm. with the mosaic in this because mm-hmm. the mosaic has that kind of... Um, I guess I, danky is another... That's a term I throw out a lot. I like that. I, it has that. I also think it's a little earthy, which yeah, I like. 100%. I like that about mosaic. Um, Pretty bright, too. 
Yeah. And it's uh, shelf-stable, too, which is great. It's like a lot of people use that. So so I didn't even think that was a thing, like per hop, about being shelf-stable. Yeah, but it holds on to its aroma really I well. I see. So. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I can see how that plays well with the Strata, or the Idaho 7 in this, rather. It's a good beer. I'm on my second pale ale, as a matter of fact. Oh. There you go. Yeah, started the show with it. Well, Remember I told you last week, on last week's show. That's right. If I'm already having your beer by the time you come in the program, I genuinely like your beer. I almost asked you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went out of the break, and I got a second one. Uh, now everybody's watching it. It's a very nice beer. Yeah. It's, it's going like, to be uh, awful the one time we do have a guest come in, and, I, and, he's, and he, maybe he's a he's listener. Like, he's like, what are you drinking? Fan. You go, uh, Bliny. Super yeah, fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll be devastated. Yeah. 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 He only had one. I'll be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not drinking today. My appendix hurts. Yeah. There you go. Justin, why are you <laughs> having my beer? Excuse. Oh, I was really excited. There's this. Uh, imperial stout I wanted to have instead. Yeah. You're a big imperial stout. Exactly. Fan, Drinking yeah. the opposite of what I would <laughs> yeah. ever, ever it's warm. drink. Yeah. Uh, but no, your your beer is, is very good. Thank you very much. Well, let me get us to a break so that we can go put some other nice beer in our glass and talk about that. Shall we? Yeah. yeah let's do it. All right. Hang in there, folks. You're listening to the session. Hi, this is Wayne Wombles from Cigar City Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Wayne Wombles. I like Wayne. I love that guy. He doesn't fall down. I love him. I just saw him at the uh, Firestone Invitational. The nice guy. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never get invited to that. I told I have to get him back on the show. Uh, Wayne did the show with us years ago. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I didn't like him. I didn't get him. I didn't, I didn't understand him. Uh, yeah. Now I understand him. I love and him. And I love him. Um, but, yeah, and he was a good interview, by the way. It wasn't that. I just, I don't know. I was like, hmm, I don't Wayne know about this guy, but he's funny. a great guy. He has an intensity about him. Yes. And he always reminds me, every time I see him, about this one day night we had at Faction with Roger. Uh-oh. Where Roger and I were just, like, slagging each other back and forth. Yeah. And he has. He said he's never laughed so hard before. <laughs> I mean, I think I made that guy's life. Right, right. I love yeah. you, Wayne. Uh, Wayne's a good guy, and I'm going to get him on the, back on the show. He's got a lot to talk about. He's um, out in North Carolina now, in Asheville. Oh, I didn't know that. Is yeah. he? Not, so, like, permanently? No, I made that up. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, he's out there. Yeah, he's not, that just opened the day, right? Yeah, the, the Canarchy... Uh, got it. Right? He's not can, can laboration or can ab- co- co- whatever. It's got can in it. <laughs> yeah, can it's, it's, No, it's like the it's a it's a collaboration <laughs> That's brewery. That's a terrible name. In, uh, in, I just read about it this morning on Full yeah, Pint. Like, oh, okay. Did yeah. they call it Canarchy? Uh, <laughs> I know you it's guys, affiliated. With the, there's with three computers in here. I'm sure we can. Find I know it. none of us yeah. know how to use it. All no. I did was look up the Warriors look score. By the way, <laughs> the Warriors, Warriors. I just look up cat memes. I don't. I, you can do other shit on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was way undersold. Wow. We'll, we'll have to get the. We'll have to get the the lowdown from Wayne when he comes on the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that. So I stopped you at the uh, with your background uh, after the, the brew on, on premise, but you used yeah. to work for uh, Julian as well. At uh, I did. Yeah. At, uh, what the hell? Is it called Beachwood? Beachwood. I did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the Beachwood. At the Beachwood. At the Beachwood. How long were you there? Uh, seven years and approximately seven years in total. What was that like? Yeah, you must have learned a couple of things. Yeah, there. yeah, just a few. <laughs> Absolutely, mostly just engineering shit. Right. That'd be great if every conversation uh, Julian and Ian had were just, was just about engineering, not about beer at I couldn't all. Keep right. <laughs> I'm, you probably learned how to play like a mean air guitar from air guitar. Julian. Air guitar, yes. Yeah, I actually came into the hop grenade tonight, and the, <laughs> the soundtrack you guys had going on it was was very Julian esque. Right. Yeah, we we do a little metal sometimes. <laughs> uh, but how how was it? That must have been a great learning experience. Hell yeah, it was. 
was? Yeah. yeah no, it was time of my life. Okay. I, I started with I started with Beachwood when they opened up the Long Beach location. Yep. Okay. I actually um, interviewed for a brewer position, I think, uh, but they, there definitely wasn't one at that point in time. Hmm. Um, and then started bartending, worked my way into the brewery about a year and a half, two years later. Okay. Um, I was Julian's first assistant, so I have the the pleasure of saying that. Nice. Uh, and it was him and I for a long time, and it was it was killer. Can you think of any like specific takeaways? You know that you they really maybe learned under under Julian that that you didn't know already. You know, one thing that Julian taught me really well was to slow down. And think about what the fuck I was doing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a pretty big guy, and I tend to be a bit of a brute. Okay. You know, when it's time to get something done, I can get it done pretty quick. I see. And Julian would say, God, fucking slow down, man. Like, okay. Figure it out. There's better ways to do what you're doing, whether it's brewing or moving kegs. Yeah. You're um, a hammer looking for a nail. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Julian takes. He strikes me as, as a very deliberate person. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, very, very thought out. You know, kind of plans everything. So I could see that. That engineering man, absolutely. Engineers make the best home brewers, and I think commercial brewers. Yeah, well. no yeah. offense, Sully. <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm engineering my relationship I'm a with you right engineer. now. <laughs> Shoot you. I read your bio, Sully, today. <laughs> what? Speaking of of your background and. I, photog- a, photographer? A, a, slow down, a, slow down what, a second. What shit is that? I like well, the fact you actually were reading him. my bio. <laughs> what was it, like at midnight last night? Uh, yeah, I was lonely. Well, it's in one. the bathroom stall. It's like right there. It's... Well, I was prepping for your eulogy. I hadn't heard from you okay. since the appendix. Uh, okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a photographer. Like like a real one? Yes, like a real one. Before or after? <laughs> yeah. Did you get paid to do I it? I got paid to do it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I shot for a local weekly. I did a lot of punk rock club photography, political stuff. I covered the Rodney King riots, wow. actually. I wow. covered the 1992 uh, presidential primary in uh, New Hampshire. Wow. Uh, and I was really into it. You had a whole other life that I didn't know yeah. about. Yeah, did you do any boudoir? <laughs> yeah, fair question. Are you going to talk, talk about that later? Yeah, for sure. I could probably yeah, yeah. think of my old Nike the next, FM. The next Brewer's calendar. Put a, put a flash yeah. in my hot shoe. I just, all I, rem- all I remember is that you were like a, a paralegal or yeah, something. Yeah, I had a bunch of different uh, careers in my 20s. Somebody, somebody asked me recently, I needed legal advice. I think it was Kate the Great. She's like, why don't you call Sully? He was a lawyer. I was like, he was a fucking lawyer. People ask me that all the time. I was not a lawyer. You were what? I, you were like clerk. I, I was like a legal assistant. And it came right. because I was working at CNN uh, as a producer in their L.A. bureau. That's and, another career. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Making up and, horrific lies. And I was media. like, and I wasn't getting paid well, and my boss was a cocaine addict. Okay. And I, oh, this is true. Hell yeah. And then I called my friend Dan Crilly, who was my next door uh, neighbor in the dorms at UCLA. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, Dan, what's up? And he said, uh, I'm 36 floors up in the air in downtown Los Angeles working for this New York law firm that has an office in L.A. eating steak and lobster right now. Wow. And, and you hear that, like a 25-year-old kid? Yeah. You're like, I want to eat steak and lobster. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to have any, absolutely no background in it. I had so no yeah, education. I'm thinking lobster. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's literally just eating dry ramen. Yeah. And just crunching on a... Exactly. <laughs> it's fine if you dip it in cold Folgers. <laughs> yeah. That's a nuance. Uh, yeah, so it was like, that was it. So I thought, you know... That's... But you hated it, right? Didn't you hate being a paralegal? Actually, well, I mean, after a while I did. I mean, I was like, I did it. It was great. I made, I made great money, you know, for, like, you know, mm. something in their mid-20s. I traveled all over the world with it. Okay. And uh, then I was going to go to law school or business school 
and I said, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, apologies to all the lawyers out there. And decided that I wanted to get into brewing, and the, well, the rest is history. Right. <laughs> Still a good move so far. Yeah, it's, it might be working out. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Let's, Let's see. check next week. What was? Did you have a previous life before brewing and, and bartending, um, Ian? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, Truck driver yeah. or? Out of, uh, out, pro out, out of high school, I moved to Northern California. <laughs> I lived up outside of Santa Rosa in a oh, small did. town called Guernville. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guernville. Guernville's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's a pretty a green town. Yeah. Nope. So I did construction and okay. greenery up there. Got a greenery. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal uh, now to do yeah. that, you know. I was, yeah, at that point in time, it wasn't. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah. Okay, I was, I was killing there for, I was people there for about weed, five right? years and uh, then moved back down to Southern California. Got the job at, at Brubaker's and the rest of the history. Okay. Damn. Got it. Got a lot it. of construction, though. Do you think I, – I, don't let your bosses listen to this part. Do you think you'll ever leave and open your own brewery? Is that a thing you think about, like having my own, or do you like just – you don't have the stress of, of that? Oh, no. <laughs> I would, I would, I'm never leaving Rip. He told me that at the break. I love Rip. When we were off the air, he told me that at the break. I know that's an awkward question for a it's brewer. A, it is. Uh, no, but, it is. But, and I, I, I honestly, Brian and Ryan know – I've been very forward and straight, you know, straightforward and honest with them. Like, yeah. yeah, of course it is. Sure. The reason I moved, I left Beachwood and went back to Rip or went to Rip mm-hmm. was to to start brewing beer again in my hometown. Okay. Close to my family. I got two little ones that I want to be near. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I probably spend less time with them now now than I did before. <laughs> um, it's fine. They're not listening. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. In like 30 years, I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're um, in therapy. Listen, it's probably not all it's cracked up to be. It's a pain in the ass to be in a... Oh, only what, a father brewery? or yeah. being a brewer? Yes. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the dad part, but I assume. JP, it sucks, right? It sucks. Yeah. It does not. It, no, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and then it, it sucks sometimes. Not. No, it yeah. sucks. Bev and I are just like, it's great. Yeah. We drank the Kool-Aid. You've got like 16 years of... Uh, of yeah, he was whitewashing to do. He was a good kid. Anyway, I had a, I had like I defending had, this. I had hurl all over me at Temple the at other night. Coronado. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm From glad we're talking about how awful this is because for the first time in my life, yeah. ever, yeah. I had a passing thought over the weekend that I might like to have a child. Oh my god! Never had that into don't my have, head. Wow! It's never into bring my an head. Abby over. I don't think you should have kids. <laughs> no, I don't think yeah. so either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like I said, it was a passing thought. Sure, it's sure. only significant because it's never happened before. Right. It's always well. Been you're like, getting older. That's just kind of how. Yeah, you're. That's what that's I the way she goes. It's man. just the you've been having chemicals some changes here. You've been yeah. like you know you've been you know quit smoking. Mm, no. uh, you're going to the gym. <laughs> no. You're washing. You're washing. <laughs> You've got great cologne on right yeah. now. You're bettering yourself. But I hate it. Life is uh, fucking awful. Life right sucks, now. dude. Smoking it requires is so much great. more. Uh, working yeah. out You're, sucks. You know what? You know what uh, the best feeling in the world is? <laughs> Driving out into the middle of the desert and just pressing the barrel of a gun <laughs> right against your temple uh, yeah. and just taking a deep uh, breath and right. seeing what home. happens. <laughs> seeing what happens. Just oh take, go God. from there. I'll let you write the I end of that story. I can't tell if, if you're speaking for me or you right now. <laughs> yes. I really don't know. Out loud voice. Just yeah. saying. It's yeah. the greatest feeling in the world, man. No, all of these changes kind of blow, though. It's stupid. You'll be fine. Just I'm go bored with it. to death. It's yeah. so fucking boring yeah. being healthy. Being alive. <laughs> right. Life is boring. Imagine if I have to quit drinking. That's like the one thing I'm like, Ooh, yeah. oh, I can't do that. Every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, uh, please don't tell me I have to quit drinking. Uh, right. We have a test here. Yeah. <laughs> so I just Your don't go. Up. I had this idea. Which is smart. I think that's a good thing. Wow, Avoid it just completely. Yeah. If you don't know, Schrodinger's cat, right? Right. Is cat dead? I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm bogarting <laughs> your interview, but... Uh, You're all good. So... 
I did have this idea when wow. I started working out, uh, and it, it revealed to me what a, what a mess I am, sort of. But I was like, okay, um, I'll make all of these changes. I will do everything to, to, to get better. But I refuse to cut down on drinking. Mm-hmm. It's like the one thing I have left, right? So I thought, with it. I thought what I should do is hire a personal trainer and tell them there are two rules to this workout. <laughs> to this to this agenda. It'll already go well. There are two tell. rules. Uh, one, I have to do everything you tell me to do. Yeah. And two, you're not allowed to tell me anything about my drinking. So you can change my eating habits, my diet habits, you can everything. Yeah. And then I thought, I, but I should video this whole fucking thing so that everyone has to watch me uh, you know, wake up at, at the next morning because I had 12 beers the night before, and the trainer said, well, then you're up at 6 a.m. to run 10 miles. That's like, because I have to I do everything. I would pay to see that. And I thought it would be highly entertaining. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't think I could do it. <laughs> well, I don't think there would be a personal trainer that would take that on. I disagree. I think they would love it. And I think, I, yeah, I, think, I really do. I think they think it would be hilarious. Yeah. And, and They're all sadists. Because it's it's certainly possible. Sadist. Like, if you, I just have to, you know, burn more calories than I take in, mm-hmm. essentially. That's the goal. Um, but I just thought seeing me a hungover mask. But then what I thought was like, I've seen what it. the it's fuck is wrong funny. with me? Like, why don't I just stop drinking for a couple weeks and it would be fine? But I'm like, no, absolutely not. Or at not. least you just back off. You don't have to co- stop drinking. Right. You don't have to have 12 beers either. Plus, I just everything I get into, I try to figure out how to put it on the fucking air. And yeah. I just thought it would be a great video, though. I think that would be, that would be good. It would be entertaining. Good content. Right? Yeah. It's not going to happen, though. <laughs> well, personal trainers are expensive. Well, seriously. And then you have to do all the work to like video yeah. it and edit it and put it up. It's not going to happen. I'm just so And you'd be hungover doing that, and you would probably well, be good. And this is what I ended up thinking, is that if because I tend to stick things out if I commit to them, I'd end up not drinking very much because I'd be because I'd be miserable waking up at six a.m. hungover again. I'd ended up it, the the natural result would be that I would cut down my drinking, mm-hmm. and then who wants to watch that? That's boring, right? You know, you'd be all happy, you'd be like <laughs> panting. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'll be off my meds. Yeah, my six hundred pound life, people. Guys, I gotta watch get that. out of here. I gotta mm-hmm. go to my workout mm-hmm. at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Boring. What's your What's your workout routine? <laughs> You're uh, a fit guy. <laughs> throw cake. A two year old and a five year old and a full time job. I got yeah. you. <laughs> All right. Let's my, talk my wife about. Kills me because I've actually I pay for a gym membership that I don't fucking use. So you don't oh, go. Yeah. 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 No, I refuse to pay for a gym membership because uh, I'm just, I will do that. Yeah. And then I'll hate myself more. So tell us about the Dan K. This is a beer. The next a beer that's so in our, Dan K. Our, is probably one of the beers that's as close to a flagship beer as we have. Um, it's a beer that I there was like four. Beers that I inherited when mm-hmm. I started at Rip: mm-hmm. uh, Jetty Water, Blondale, Dan K, Super Cali. Well, Super Cali won a, a GABF Silver in oh. 2016. Nice. Um, in the IPA category. In the IPA category. That's tough to do. Wait, what year was that? 2016. Uh, Did you get knocked out, Sally? <laughs> no, I actually judged that beer and gave you that medal. Oh, so, oh it's awesome. Well, it wasn't me, but uh, really, well, whatever. Just that's Mr. Moy. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a good beer. Okay. I remember um, that discussion, too, but I can't talk about at it. At the table? Yeah. You're not allowed to talk about it even after the fact? No, I can't, no. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway. I, did I, you ha- can I ask you this? Yeah. D- did you have to argue to get that beer to, to move forward? No, I mean, it's interesting because the all the beers on the table in the final round, uh-huh. uh, now I'm talking about it, Yeah. <laughs> um, they're all world-class beers. I mean, because yeah, you had yeah. no, no. 400 entries that, that year, I think, and it was just like, they're all world-class beers. Yeah. So you're really, like, finding, like, Exciting on something happens. Sounds like the Warriors uh, yeah. are up, uh, and so you're, uh, you know, you're fine tuning things. It's like every one of those beers is awesome, and so you really have to kind of yeah, you're nitpick. leaning into it. You know, you're mm-hmm. yeah, you got to 
break it down. Do you, do you still judge every year? Yeah. Although this year I'm taking a pass on it just because I've been judging for like 12 years. So I'm just like. Plus you're dying. <laughs> I'm dying. I, feel like. I, have a, I, have an, I have an appointment with the hospital that week. <laughs> yeah. Are you not going to go to GABS? No, I'll probably go. I just, okay. I, I just wanted to take a year off. I mean, next year is the World Beer Cup and also GABF. So that's a hard year because yeah. I probably will judge the World Beer Cup. I'm not assuming I will because you're always like excited when you get the invite because you assume like you did something wrong the previous year and you're like, ah, fuck, I'm not going to come back. Yeah. So, uh, and then it's also a GABF, so it'll be too, you know, judging. Sure. That's so, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big commitment. That's a lot. Wait, okay, so the medal you won for is not this beer, though. No, it's not okay. this beer. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was Super Kelly. Okay. Uh, and then there was another beer called uh, Raider Bob, which is actually named after Ryan Rasmussen's father. Mm. Oh, okay. So I promise, you know, we'll keep those beers on. We've made some changes to all the beers in the last year, year or so, um, but they're still basically the same beers. Who's Ryan Rasmussen? He's one of the founders. Oh, okay. All right. So, this is a West Coast IPA. West Coast IPA. Yep. I like this better than your pillow. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, 7%. Yeah. I mean, the, the grist on this is literally two-row. That's it? It's 100% two-row. Oh, wow. I love you. Um, and it's uh, Citra, Citra Simcoe. So it's just simple. It's, it's very good, fruity. Also, why actually, is it so difficult for people to make good beer? <laughs> like, why is there so many bad beers out there when it's that simple? People don't slow down. I see. Throwback, right? <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah, yeah. Uh, do good any job. water treatment with this? Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, there's definitely water treatment in all yeah. my beers. Um, That's good. Take, I mean, a lot of takeaways from Beachwood, of course, and uh, our our calcium to, or sorry, our sulfate to chloride ratios. Um, we're definitely, we're higher, we're probably around 100 to 110 hmm. sulfates to about 80, um, chlorides. Okay. And 80 chlorides, I mean, that's, that's just our base water there. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. a good beer. Yeah. And it just, it's just really simple. Yeah, no, it is. It's very straightforward. Yeah. Easy. It's, it's clear, first of all. Yeah. It is. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's got a real nice tartness to it. Yeah. It's really remarkable. That's another thing that I've been playing around a lot with lately is actually pH on my West Coast. Okay. Um, kind of driving that down a little further and further. And how do you do that? Uh, lactic or phosphoric. We're primarily lactic in the brewery. Okay. Does that happen in the mash tun? Uh, mash tun and during sparge. Okay. Um, I have a doser in sparge, so I can actually continue continually dose all the way through sparge. Got it. Um, if you need to, you can add some at, in the kettle as well. Okay. Yeah, it's just so simple. Do you do you do like a traditional bittering addition in this, or is everything this, is late? This does uh, the original recipe that I took over yeah. was all late edition. Okay. It was a pretty heavy late edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, our beers have changed; they're evolved and uh, put my spin on it. We do have a bittering edition here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fir- first word edition bittering. There's usually a middle edition on most of my West Coast IPAs. Okay, um, somewhere in like the thirty to fifteen range. The SS Brewtech system's killer. One thing that is a downfall of it is mm. the the firebox down below is so well insulated mm. with a giant stone that I will continue at boil yeah, at 213, 214, 215, all the way through Whirlpool. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Is that a problem sometimes? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's a big, yeah. How do you count it? Is. Um, so a couple of different things. Grab stone and take it out. Right? So a couple of <laughs> yeah. things. I've, I've been in, like I said, I've been in, con- in conversation with SS Brewtech mm-hmm. about keep, about installing some sort of bypass for the fan hmm. to allow the fan to continue running even once the burner is off. I see. Um, there's been no actual upgrade for that yet. SS Brewtech, we've talked about this. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, you're listening. Yeah. I'm talking about you right now. Um, yeah. 
One thing that I have we've started doing is brewing. You know, we, we, we have a ten barrel system. We brew eleven or twelve barrel batches. So we started concentrating those batches down to nine, ten barrels, hmm. and then watering back pre whirlpool in order to drop our temp. So like, I see. Okay, you know, one one barrel of water will get us about I don't know eleven to twelve points. Got drop it. two barrels will get us down to like the one ninety range. It's a smart solution. Yeah. So it works out for us. Um, our that's why I talked about adding lactic in the kettle. Yeah. Okay. So because our our, our water in Huntington Beach is about it's almost eight pH. Um, wow. So if I add two barrels of water, I definitely want to make sure I get some lactic in there and drop it down a little more. And so what happens when you drop the pH in a beer like this? What is what what is what's the advantage? I, one thing that I've really noticed is it's it's really made the hops pop. Okay. Right. Um, not only the sulfates with the with the sharp, sharp bitter acidity mm-hmm. or sorry, sharp bitterness, um, but the pH drop actually helps the hops really kind of shine. Okay, and they it, do shine in this beer for sure. It, it's great mouthfeel too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Do you filter or fine? Biofine all the way. Just biofine. No filtering in your brew in your brew house. No, we don't have a filter. Okay, because yeah, it is like Sully mentioned. It's brilliantly clear. So. Uh, how how fast can you turn this beer around? Does, you, does it have to sit around this to get that clear? 17, 18 days. No. Okay. Cool. No, 48 hours in the bright tank. Got it. Uh, we're biofining at about three and a half to four ounces per barrel. Okay. Um, so like on a 10 barrel, 10 barrel batch, my yield is probably closer to seven, eight barrels. Mm-hmm. We're using 30 ounces. Okay. So you're brewing quite a bit. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so we're on a ten barrel system, and Mm -hmm. we currently when I when I inherited or inherited when I was started working the brewery, Mm. we had six ten barrel fermenters. We've done some work since I got there. We now have eight ten barrel fermenters. Okay, so um, I think we can probably hit somewhere in the eleven hundred to twelve hundred barrels. Wow, for the year. Yeah. Okay. What size? Just for my own sake, uh, comparison. What size is the brewery in San Francisco, Sully? Twelve. That's twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. About About the same size. About what I pictured. Yeah. Um, Okay. With yeah. how much fermentation capacity? Uh, we have four twelves and six sprites. So okay, yeah. there was all- nowhere else Sully could go. Like that room was, <laughs> was jam packed. No, I mean that's yeah. what that's what we're doing at Rip right now. Yeah. Uh, if you come into Rip, you'll you'll there's a big changes in the brew side. Okay, um, and without dropping a new glycol chiller in, we're maxed out. Really, and we're maxed out on space kind of too. Okay, yeah, but it's nice because it's efficient. You don't have to move very far. It's all right there. One hundred percent. Yeah. When's the last time you brewed, Sully? Uh, it's been over, it's been about a, well, how do you define that? Um, probably, probably five months. months. Years would be When's the last time you brewed well? at, in San Francisco on that system? Oh, that's what you, I thought you were asking. No, I was asking the other question, too. Um, it's been a while. I mean, I'm there, I do collaborations, so I'll come in and kind of start it off, and then oh, yeah. I'll go somewhere else. So. Sure. <laughs> Somebody else to clean the mash tonight. Usually the guest yeah. brewer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's how it works. I remember being in that brewery the day you got, I hesitate to call it a canning line, come in. It, you know, you're like tabletop can That's started the whole thing. And I remember thinking, I don't know what's wrong with this guy with these cans. Like, I don't think this is really a thing. And also, he's like hand filling them four at a time or something. Two. It was two, Justin. And two I went because you were like excited about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to go take some photos. I'm gonna, but I remember in the back of my head, I was thinking you were kind of crazy. <laughs> Well, we were. That's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong. About yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, nobody was. There were ten breweries in the country canning their beer. Craft right. Breweries. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was yeah. obviously wrong because now you go. I, I was talking to Vinny about this. Uh, he was saying, you know, 
now I stand out on the shelf. I, I go into right. a liquor store and every door is full of cans, and then there's the Pliny bottle, which already are, are, are unlike other beer bottles, right? Yeah. And so, whereas like Sully not not only liked the the, the format. Um, at, back then, you're like, I'm also going to stand out on the shelf. Yeah. Well, we did a lot of talking because nobody was doing it. So you talk more about the can and the beer inside. But yeah. funny thing about Vinny, because he always tells me the story, that he was the one that told me to put beer in cans. He, always, he right? brought back a can of Rodenbach, a can of Rodenbach, mm. and uh, said, you got to put your beer in can because check this out. Right. And so. And, and that sold you. And on. I have to go, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, Vinny. And now he's a minority shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always just hypnotized. Yeah. Um, Who isn't? Yeah. You guys, is you just keg beer? Do you have packaged beer? We just keg beer. So, uh, okay. again, back to when I started. Um, the the numbers at that point in time were pretty low, and they were canning canning batches through a couple different uh, local the mobile. mobile canning guys. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a sorry, racket. Sorry, but I didn't really like them very much. Really? And so I very blatantly said, we're going to stop canning until we can figure out how we can make good beer that we can put in cans okay um and lucky for me we just we sell like 95 percent of our beer over the tap room got it um i'll distro once a week or once every other week you know a, a handful of kegs i see and of course growlers are leaving it so if people want to take beer home it's oh take growlers a growler, growler i mean growlers, growlers are too, okay. king and they're they sell like mad how much did you spend on your crawler machine? Do you know? I've heard that those things can be ridiculously expensive. Uh, it's the Oscar Blues one. Uh, what's it called? I forget what it's called right now. Okay. Uh, we have two of them. Well, we have one that's in use, and we have one that's a backup. I see. In case we, in <laughs> well, crawler is down. king if you got a backup yeah, crawler right? machine. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think Beardy was telling me once because they were going to buy one for that brewery he was working at that they can. You know, there, there's there's, there's an affordable one, but there's some yeah, that are just insane. Yeah. yeah. I thought I want to say they were ten grand, but I made no. Just made I, that I, up. I, I don't know. I, the guys will kill me for it's a few it's a few grand i don't know it's three four grand sure um and there's different options out there right now too yeah we have a few customers uh one in particular who will come in and he'll just he'll rebuild it once every six months wow that's cool. make sure nice that on top of all of our maintenance we're doing that it's it's working you gotta okay. stay on top of that too yeah and so with, with 95 percent of the beer going out over the tap room um are do you do you think that these are locals and regulars or is, are you a big tourist destination i would say we're a big tourist destination one thing that i point out time and time again is that we we are so far from the freeway being in huntington beach i don't know if you're from how familiar yeah. you are with it yeah we're at the very end of warner yeah we're where we hit the beach so i think and i haven't proven this we're the furthest brewery away from a freeway in in Orange County area. Okay. So for somebody, for our customers to travel across the 405 or from Tustin, Anaheim, your Belinda area, it's a good That's half a an hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point is I call us a destination brewery, even in Orange County. Got it. Um, and that's the way I, I feel we should deal with our beer. We should deal with our distribution. Mm-hmm. Um which is why I've been trying to get a lot more beer out to the Central Coast and to Northern California, even if it is small onesie twosies here and there. Yeah. Um, because if people are going to travel from Orange County on the weekends to go to the beach and to stop and see us, sure. Why wouldn't they travel from Oakland, San Francisco, San Luis Obispo? And yeah, do the it's same a good yeah. calling card. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Are there are there other Huntington Beach breweries? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's uh, Four Sons has been around for a while. Okay. Uh, Beachwood now has a production brewery in Huntington Beach as well. Oh, yeah. They took over the old Beach City Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, There's a new one opening up, and I apologize because I don't remember the name of it. That's all right. Yeah. They'll forgive you, I'm sure. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I just can... Look, so I, I grew up in L.A. for a little while, or, yeah, for a little while, and there just wasn't beer, you know. It no, was for not, sure. You know, it's, it's anywhere. 
and and now uh, L.A. itself is kind of booming with beer, right? Like they were oh, yeah. they were slow to the craft uh, yeah. game. I yeah, feel like absolutely. like the Bay Area, you know, we were early, right? And mm-hmm. L.A. I think just kind of took a little while. That's why yeah. I left L.A. You know? I mean, in the, your, in the early two thousands, okay, yeah. when I was working at, at Brewbakers, and I was just really kind of fostering my love for craft beer, my passion for beer. Yeah, I mean, we would drive down to San Diego. Every weekend. Right. And I remember my wife and I, we, I mean, that's at one point, I got rid of probably a hundred growlers. <laughs> okay, like, no yeah. joke, that took up a giant corner of my of my garage, because every time we'd go out of town to go get beer, yeah. that would last us for another for another week. Yeah. It was San Diego. Um, it was all San Diego. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's where it was. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I need an excuse to go see Huntington Beach. It's been years. Absolutely. So I got to come yeah, check it out. Yeah, please come down. Well, so CCBA is going to be in Long Beach uh, in yep. September, October. Oh, that's right. Um, and we are just south of that. I mean, Beachwood is definitely going to be the spot for CCBA. Yeah. The California Craft Brewers Association, uh, Association Conference. It's the summit. Yeah, yeah. The summit. That's right. Okay. So it's going to be an awesome uh, beer festival. In downtown Long Beach. There. I was going to say, yeah, because usually it's in Sacramento. Right. So where are they doing the festival? Like outside in downtown Long Beach? Yeah, it's down by, it's down at the convention center, which is... Got it. Plug for Beachwood. It's literally blocks away. Okay. Nice. Nice. I'm going. I just actually committed to it today. Is that oh, right? Cool. Yeah, nice. Somebody asked me about it. Hey, I'll go to that. Go? <laughs> if we're going, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally down. I'm in. We used to, we went to the first first couple or something. I haven't been in a couple years. Yeah, I remember uh, the yeah, first one. We went to the inaugural one yeah. for sure. Where was that at? Was that Sacramento? It was Sacramento, and it was, Sacramento. Sacramento, and it it was, was um, <laughs> <laughs> like today. Like, yeah, exactly. It was just after. Uh, Tony McGee had sold out. Sorry, sold his brewery. Um, no, you had it right the to first time. Heineken, yeah. and he was a keynote speaker there. Um, oh. And they had me go record it. You can still find it on our YouTube page, yeah. uh, youtubecom slash network. It's one of the most popular videos. I think mostly because people wanted to hear what the fuck he had to say yeah. about that. Because that was that was like before Ballast. It was before shit. That might have been before Golden Road. I forget. Um, I think it was actually, and it's interesting because when he tells the story, it's like you listen to you know what how he goes about it, and it's like you feel like yeah, that makes a good that's a that makes sense. <laughs> it makes, yeah, it right. totally makes sense. See, and I'm they that, bought you you bought them, <laughs> you bought their money. I also think I that like Tony. I, I really trust brewers, and so I'm that way. Almost anybody who comes into the studio, mm-hmm. if I have a different opinion about something, but then you tell me your story, I almost always just agree. Like I'm, I don't know if that means <laughs> well, just make me a pushover or what, well, but, but I'm always like, yeah, okay, that sounds right. Well, what are you gonna I mean, what are you going to do? Tell it's them their that story. their opinion is wrong? No, right? no, yeah. no. But I mean, even internally, like, uh, I, sure, I could, I could keep it to myself. But I'm saying that I'm just like, yeah, that, I was wrong. Oh. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. When I'm have you a, ever done that? I'm glad you have a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but gosh, Sully. Well, I wish. I, I mean, this is my personal opinion. I wish that for once, somebody who sold their brewery for hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, yeah, would just like. Throw a middle finger up in the air and say, I'm out. Yeah. And that would be awesome. I would you do know, that. There's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of oh, it's for the betterment of the industry going on. Yeah. And that's kind of a bummer, man. You kind of bring up a good point because I mean, it's a life changing moment. I mean, right. you think about oh my God. it. You've worked this, you know, this business to a certain point, and then somebody wants to give you a ton of cash for it. It's almost like the American it dream. It is the American dream. So it is. Not only is it is absolutely the American dream. And by the way, it's not one life changing. It's actually generational yeah. changing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's. Well, if you do it right, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you, you if you get a billion dollars, yeah, yeah. potentially your kids' kids are going to be fine. Potentially, yeah. yeah. You know, if you do it wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm blowing all that. I'm buying 12 Teslas, dude. Let's go. <laughs> one for every month, and I'm crashing every single one. That's I don't fine. care. St- you're, you can do that on the interest, JP. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. fine. Yeah. You would have a difficult time spending a billion dollars, I think. I know. I, I mean, my like. problem with it is that when I think what you just said is like, it's not so much the middle finger, it's just like, all right, come on. You did what you did. Just own it. Well, for sure. You know, you're, you know, you, you know, you well, sold to a big company and you're you're trying to, you know, explain it away. I mean, don't make like, a press release that says it's for the betterment of all you guys out there cuz yeah, we know yeah. we know it's not. Yeah, yeah. Now I mean, we can get our beer into your hands. Constellation, Anheuser-Busch or AB InBev doesn't actually care if my children eat tomorrow. Right. It doesn't affect anything that their business does. Yeah. I think I would do that. I would just get up and say, so if, if someone bought the BN, right, let's, yeah. let's just pretend it has a value. Uh, I would come back Wait, on I'm the air. Wait, I'm advertising. What? I would absolutely come back on the air and be like, uh, we just got bought. Yeah. The content's probably going to suck from here on out because I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. And, um, you would totally do that, too. Scott's going to take over. 100%. <laughs> Bev oh, will take even, over. He wouldn't even, no. And but you know he what? wouldn't even finish that episode. He'd be like, we, and oh, we're yeah. done. We would Peace all just out. be sitting here like what just happened but i think if you did that we would all give you a standing ovation yeah well and i I think the difference though is and why people at least me personally have a lot of hate for a lot of stuff but why (laughs) why i tend to like gravitate to shitting on like ballast point and and lagunitas is because they built their business based on how good craft beer is and how then the solidarity and the goodwill of the craft beer industry Mm -hmm. then they sold out to the very machine that is trying to undermine and undercut that that i think is fucked up i don't think you're a good person if you do that um but if you just are you if like if if you're rip brewing company guys are good dudes hey man we just got bought and you know that we're kind of done because you haven't done multi-million dollar advertising campaigns based on how good craft beer is sure. better than than macro beers and that's that's what i don't like so, so the bn hasn't we haven't done that you know we're not like the mainstream podcasts are not what you should listen to those mainstreamers the, yeah, right. yeah you know right. so yeah we could sell out no one would no one would care so believe it or not i agree with you hell yeah i think uh, they whoa. would care i think they would care our listeners? Yeah, I think they might a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely, but I don't give a fuck. And that's the point. That's I'm the out point. of here. That's what I said. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen, I love you all. Yeah. Well, Thank we're on you. a break, so as soon as we come back, we'll tell you. the real. <laughs> Thank you, uh, but fuck off. Because it, it is the American dream to 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 make that kind of, uh, you know. It just gets really weird, and, you know, when, like you guys have said, when, like, they, it's just the, the, the language of those things where it's like, you know, yeah. all right, well, okay. Well, and here's where I do, that I, I genuinely agree with JP, and I yeah. think I've said it on the air, that the, the only thing that bothers me about it is, is that exact thing. Yeah. If, if you've spent your career um, telling me how important it is to be independent and why that's so unique and that I should switch to your beer because of it, and then you, you, you flip, I just think that's a little bit immoral. That's just kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, in other words, th- those of you who are new brewers out there, just shut your fucking mouth. Exactly. Don't go talking to me about it. Right. Sell me great beer for your whole career, and then sell out, and all I have to say to you is congratulations yeah. on completing the American dream. Well, and I wonder if you even need to do that anymore. I mean, I think you need to do that 5, 10, 15 years ago for yeah, sure, but yeah. now, you know, not it that it's, like not it's, that it's like, easy uh, to sell beer, but it's it's in the conscious, right? Yeah, the people don't have a, a reaction to it as much as yeah. Well, and you know, to 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 that end, you know, Ballast still has the dedicated to the craft as their as their thing, right? Yeah. They yeah. dumped thirteen hundred barrels of beer. They dumped thirteen hundred barrels of of barrel aged beer in one of their locations because uh, Constellation says they don't think that they have enough staff to sell the beer. 
So they well, dumped well, this beer. They, well, Constellation got rid of the uh, – well, my, my the story I heard is that Constellation got rid of the a lot of the original Ballast Point sales staff. Oh, yeah. Who was selling it, and yeah. now it's Constellation staff selling the beer. I see. And they, they came don't back and said, it. hey, we can't sell this. Yeah, barrel nobody knows age, how to sell it. Sour. We, we don't – like. Just give us more sculpin. Wow, yeah, um, that's not dedicated. And so to yeah, anything. we run the numbers. I don't know. It's like seventy-five to eighty thousand gallons of beer. Wow, just wow. Give it away. Have a party. I don't, a, you know what I mean? There's so much goodwill you could build back, but they just dumped it because it's easier because they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. know, congrats to the billionaires at Ballast. This stout is really good. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I, w- I want to talk about that one second. But so We're I have just to ask it warm you, up in this hot day. Have you have has an offer? Ever been made Uh-oh, to the two and Let's go! Oh my God! No, not at all. I don't believe you, and okay, I, well, I don't have any truth. inside knowledge on this. But no I think offer. that your company is is an attractive one. And oh, thank you very I, much. Oh, yeah, I have not I have not talked to Sully about please. this. So this is this is Justin Crosley's Ooh. opinion. I think that you have been offered and you have said no, and I think. I love the thought balloons above your head right now <laughs> as you're staring up into space. You didn't say no because you're against selling out. You 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 were offered and you said no because you weren't ready. You're not done. You're not done building your brand and your business and it wasn't the right time and you still want to. You're in this game. You like this game. I'm enjoying it, yeah. And, right. and I do think you enjoy it. I've known you when you don't enjoy life and I know you now that you do enjoy life. And I think you were offered that, but you're still enjoying the game. That's yeah, my well, theory. You, you you went the right way. I mean, I love the Brooklyn, narrative being Brooklyn written for me right now. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Funk Works. Yeah, like, I mean, three, was... three breweries that kick ass working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart move. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole point. Is that you know we we uh, we joined up with them. Essentially, it was a sales platform. We went from twenty five salespeople to eighty across the country. Brilliant. And and they're selling three different brands. And so you can. I mean, the whole point is that we're selling at a level where. If you can go in and have one meeting and have three different brands, and we all we don't step on each other's shoes, yeah. So because we all make different beers, different styles, mm-hmm. and so it made total sense. Sure, yeah. Notice uh, Sully's lawyer brain kicking in, <laughs> not answering that question. Well, I, I really think we're going to see more and more of this going forward. Yeah. Um, so there, there has to be. We got we got to work together as brewers mm-hmm. to yeah. keep kicking ass, and yeah. I mean it can be well combining sales force. Yep. I know there's plenty of brewers who are. Combining hop orders, yeah. malt orders. You know, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna get, uh, you're you are you're, on the back end. We we better work together to figure it out on the on the front end. Oh yeah, and that's exactly as hell, dude. Yeah. So yeah. well, you have to. I mean, brewing is inherently an inefficient game or, or business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like you have to buy all your kettles. I mean, you know, in, in most industries, you're able to brew somewhere else. We've certainly done that for Cold Spring, uh, Minnesota. Uh, you got to have control over it. But you also, you know, and, and combining sales forces also uh, as far as synergies with, you know, uh, packaging or hops, like you said. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a margin game uh, at, at this level. And so you have a penny here or there really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. I never thought that that was going to be the case. But, you know, when you like when you actually see how much you will save if you do certain things, it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You've grown up. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was talking today and I said, like, I don't sound, I was talking to somebody and I said, 
I don't sound like a brewer right now at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. Yeah. I mean, you do sound like a, you sound like a brewer who's a professional brewer. Yeah, I've just like learned like. a lot. Maybe you don't you sound know. like a home brewer anymore. Yeah, I've had an appendicitis, so I've checked that off. <laughs> yeah. and I've, uh, you've and I'm you've seen your forward. life flash before your yeah. eyes. I got to tell you, it was kind of intense. I mean, you go to Doctor Google and you're like wondering, like, oh, I got that. I'll never do yeah. that, dude. Yeah, because yeah. you're either you, you're either cancerous or pregnant. Yeah, those are the only two options you have when you Google up symptoms. I just brought that up so we get off the other topic. Right. Well, I'm going to go back to that topic briefly. Because I'm making an official offer, so now you can't say <laughs> I that. Have, I have $80 in my phone. I got Nico on the phone. Hang on. So back before the these buyouts started happening, yeah. uh, JP and I uh, created and produced a little television show called uh, Brew Your Own Beer, BYOB. That's correct. BYOB TV. Yes. And it was uh, sponsored by uh, Coors. Mm-hmm. However, I... So I, I, I guess I'm telling you the story because uh, either I'm an idiot or I do have some standards. I refused to let them put Coors on there. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, well, what about Pilsner Urkel? That's one of our brands. And I was like, sweet, let's do that. So like Blue Moon and Pilsner Urkel, like they got promoted on the thing. Okay. But during that time, the the, the higher ups at, at Coors realized that I had had a shit ton of relationships in the beer business. Because anytime they wanted to go somewhere, I was like, oh, I'll just call my friend and we'll go, we'll go film there. So... Dick Leinenkugel calls me one day and is like, hey, um, I'm Dick fucking Leinenkugel, and <laughs> I, said. you're doing this show, and hey, I wonder if you could like introduce me to the guys at Lagunitas, because we're wondering if we could like join forces or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going, oh. You, the you deal fucking, maker. I'm like, buyout. <laughs> buy, like, you want to buy out. And here's where I guess I'm an idiot. I was like... I can't do that. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate for me to introduce you to a craft. You know, I was like, if it happens organically, that's fine. But I am not going to call Tony and say, hey, I need you to talk to Dick because I felt like Tony would think I'm an asshole. Well, yeah. For doing that. And then the uh, motherfucker. Uh, and then, took like 3% then, of the deal. Fucking, yeah. So I'm an idiot because yeah, then he he's up. like the first one to sell out. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be that guy. I can't take my relationships, my friendships, and turn them into this because craft is against you, dick. <laughs> oh, that's why, huh? And Not just because it would be weird in general. And I got left yeah. in the dust. What yeah. would my 3% of that deal be? You, would you think you would have gotten it? Because I don't. Th- I, don't I think know. it would have been like, so like so entry level. I don't think that would have Google would, would have come back to you and said, "Hey, thank you for introducing. Here's a finder's fee." If I was a smarter human being, I would have led with that. I would have said, "Well, Dick, um, I will do that, and here's my contract." <laughs> he just wanted his phone just number. An introduction. <laughs> no, you would have seemed like me, more of a dick. He wanted me to like address the situation. Say, hey, I think Line and Cools could help you. Oh, blah, like blah. that? Yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Well, see, there you go. You could have just yes. sent him his, your, his email address. I refuse to even do that because uh, I Tony. bought into the whole that's thing lame. about Big Beer being the enemy. Tony at Loganitas.com. <laughs> Right, it's like so easy. Right? You're like, what did he need me for? I don't know, but he called me. And, well, that's uh, cool, man. But I'm an idiot. I should have. Yeah. Listen, goddamn, bro. If you're listening right now, Big Beer, everybody's phone number is for sale. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this little points this, on the back end. This black book called my iPhone. I got it all in there. That's right. Baby. Everybody's a friend of the Brewing Network. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, I should have sold out. Should have. Well, I think we still can. Do you think there's still time? For us to, like, sell out. Sully's phone number is 415-976-DOLLARS. <laughs> uh, yeah. if, if, if Dick calls me tomorrow, 
anybody's phone number. I don't right. even care. I'll call it myself. Yeah. I think you, you could have just given them the email address. Mm, they didn't want that. They wanted me to oh, they wanted make you a facilitate thing. a meeting between and, the two. And I that's felt crazy. uncomfortable. I thought should, they dude. were yeah, the enemy. I would, I would feel uncomfortable with that, too. Yeah, that's not okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, hang on a second. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me make a call for you. But they I mean, was the first one to sell out. Let me put on con- the conference call. Yeah. You well, know. He was well, obviously interested in doing something. Yes. And so he was looking for, you know, some kind of office route there. Yeah. He was playing mm-hmm. the field. Anyway. Man, you know what I remember most from those days, from the filming days? Mm. is uh, Working? Uh, well, that too. But going to, we were having our, like, one of our initial meetings with, like, the higher-ups. Yeah. We went to the wrong restaurant. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Because they had two restaurants. I forget. It was like one in San Francisco and then one somewhere else. And we went to the wrong one. And they're like, hey, are you guys coming? And we're like, we've been here for 10 minutes. Hey, right. Where are you guys? I do remember that. How that have we was succeeded great. at anything at all ever so in good. history? We're at, the, we're at the Starbucks across the street. Yeah. We were in the wrong city. Dude, and it was like an hour difference or whatever. But they didn't specify. That's good. It was like Spangles or I don't know where the fuck But them fuckers right. waited for us because yeah. we're a big deal. That was good. That so. was good. Time. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, it's fine. We'll be waiting for you over here at the bar. Man, speaking of old content, uh, I, in high school I did this uh, ROP. It's like regional occupational uh, program mm-hmm. where as a senior you go and you do just different stuff you're interested in. And I worked at the uh, local uh, TV station mm-hmm. producing content with like 30 <laughs> other local seniors. TV station. Yeah. yeah. Um, local Channel 30. And uh, my friend emailed me. Someone digitized all of our stupid oh projects. There's oh. like 12 shows. I want to see. Dude, it's bad. Like, Jay, first of all, 17-year-old JP with this giant Full head hair, of hair. Full head of hair. Super awkward and gangly, but like we're doing skits and stuff. Yeah, I gotta see that. So So what changes the hair? The change, right? And I don't have access (laughs) to do skits anymore, so now I just say them, and people go, "I don't." What is he? Is he dying? What's happening? Please email me these (laughs) things. I really. I thought about maybe uh, like importing, like cleaning it up because it's like digitized from old VHS tapes and trying to clean the audio up. Make a JP sizzle. I I was actually thinking about it because I'm I'm that like egotistical, or I would it would make me feel good to hate myself but i was watching some of this on on the computer and i'm texting my friend who's in the class with me i'm like dude i'm sweating watching myself like oh i would oh my god it was so awkward like i don't watch the old byob shows anything i can't no No, i have them all i've never seen them i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit through is that the show where you uh it was like an iron man an iron show or something like like survivor (laughs) for viewers you can still find it if you if you youtube it i think but i remember doing an episode with charlie bamforth and who yeah, else was on that? We had to judge the beers. You yes. make people construct like brewing sculptures yeah. out of like clay pots. Uh, honestly, it was yeah. super creative. For did you what watch we the show? Did with? No, I don't believe so. What yeah. we had well, to work with? Out. It just sounds like <laughs> yeah, we had a great job. We had zero budget, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, create a series for us." And we, we JP, we're like, "What the fuck do we know?" All right, it was good. So we made yeah. a survivor. So it started out with I don't know how many homebrewers, and the the idea was to get down to one winner. You know, and we put them on teams, and there was a little sabotage. We had yeah. some cool things going on. Um, Man, I remember sitting there in your living room writing all this stuff, and and then we would go to them, and then you would go to them because mm-hmm. you were the showrunner, I suppose, mm-hmm. in yeah. those terms. And then you come back and be like, "We can't do any of that because it's going to cost money, and we don't have it." I'm like, "Well, what the fuck are we supposed to do?" Right. And we we pulled it off. It was pretty, you know. Yeah, because at that point, instead of saying time. no, I can't do this for you, I'm like, yeah. "All right, well, we'll figure out we, how to do yeah. it with no money." That's so, like the TV, first baby, the first episode, I literally went to a junkyard and grabbed a bunch of shit mm-hmm. um, 
for, you know, they gave me $60 to spend or some stupid thing. And then we go to the Morbier parking lot, and I, and I put them in teams, and I go, build a brewery out of the garbage. That's what they had to do. And uh, they did it. They did it. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. anyway, I think and then and then I think the next show they had to use it to actually make beer with, yeah, which was the other twist. That's right. Which nobody knew about it, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. Like they didn't know it had to be functional. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, and then Let's another show, <laughs> another show. We uh, we gave each brewery a secret each group a secret ingredient that's right um and we gave it to them ahead of time we're like here's your group's secret ingredient so when you come to the filming you're gonna however you want to use this ingredient you're gonna make this beer and then we got to the day of and we said okay did you all you know create a way to use your secret ingredient they go and they say yes and we go great now we're switching it. We're th- making we're making you give your secret ingredient oh, to the other team, and now you have to brew with their secret ingredient. I, no, I think it was even more devious. I think they brought their own secret ingredient because that one team um, bought like a double mm-hmm. copper pot to make caramel. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we had to change, and they're like, "I don't understand." So the team that got the thing, like, I don't know how to do. <laughs> and we're like, "What's, what's this?" Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. We were geniuses. That was we a were, great show. Yeah. Brian Shar, uh, my co-host on Doctor Homebrew, he was on that show, and right. then uh, the winner ultimately was Steve Doty, who owns uh, he owns Shady a brewery Oak. now. Mm-hmm. Became a professional Santa brewer. Rosa. So he yeah, did right. our job, even. Yeah. Yeah. Shady Oak, good stuff. I at the final episode, I met the GM. Um, it was an ESB that won it. Who's uh, <laughs> yeah. no idea? <laughs> the GM at Public House in San Francisco is now my GM here, and I had yeah. I'd met him there. I stole him from. Um, from all the, I feel like uh-huh. this show has become about me instead of it our, always our, is. our wonderful. Yeah. Well, how about this stout? Right. It's my best. Oh, yeah. Well, let's do this. So, I want more of this stout. Can we yeah. take a quick break and come back and try it? Fill her up. Because I want more, and yeah. I want a cold one, and it's a wonderful stout. So right. let's do that. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk more uh, with, with Justin Rip. Crossley. Yeah. <laughs> Rip Beer Company. Hang great in interview there. with him. It's the session. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We're still with Rip Beer Company. We've got Ian McCall in the studio with us. Uh, I just got another one of his Dan K IPAs, West Coast IPA. He must really like it. I'm loving it. And, That's um, what he's telling you. Not always, you know, <laughs> IPAs it. aren't always my favorite. I do like IPAs, but um, uh, I did. I enjoyed your pale after a couple of those, and but I had to go back to the Dan K. It's really nice. Thank you. But also in our glass, um, we wanted to talk about this, is uh, your coffee imperial stout, right? Yes. So this is uh, called the Rizzo. The Rizzo. As we were joking about earlier. Yeah. I definitely want to do a play on some uh, some Wu-Tang, the Rizzo, the mm-hmm. Rizzo. Yep. Um, so a buddy of mine, really close friend of mine, is actually, he was the lead roaster at Portola. Okay. As you know, Portola. Portola Coffee. Kills it out of Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. And they're winning awards right and left, not only with Beachwood, but with Tustin Brewing Company. And, okay. Um, a lot of Orange County brewers are just all over that Portola tip all day long. Got it. And they deserve it, man. Jeff Dugan has built an awesome, awesome program there. Um, he's, he's had killer roasters through. Mm-hmm. But Adam and I became really close friends. Uh, his name is Rizzo, Adam Rizzo. Okay. And so that's where the, the name namesake for this beer came from. Got it. Before he moved, uh, he's on his way right now. I saw him last night here in the city. Uh, he's on his way to Michigan to start a new roastery out there. Oh, wow. With Holmes Brewing. I don't know if you've... 
if you're familiar or heard about those guys. No. Um, it sounds like they're playing the hype game pretty he- pretty heavily out there and kicking some serious ass. Okay. So they're going to open Bro Street out there, and he's going back to his hometown, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Did you say they're opening a brostery? A brostery. That's, that's a great name for it. Uh, uh, doesn't Charo <laughs> Chicken have that one under taken care of? <laughs> I guess so, brostery. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be a good name. Yeah, it is a good name. <laughs> so... Coffee and then some vanilla in this beer. Yeah, as well? so this beer is—it's uh, actually got three different kinds of oats. It's got malted oats, golden naked oats, and uh, and flaked oats. Why? Um, why the three different? Why not? Is it kind of layered? Does it kind of layer? Yeah, it, kind of, it layers in flavor. I mean, there's—I think there, I can pull it up, but there's probably about twelve different malts wow. that go into this beer in total. Okay, um, along with three different kinds of oats. Are you using rice hulls in this? Like the, like no, I, I don't like believe there are any rice Oh, because of the amount of oats, yeah, right? There might have well, been. Yeah, there might have been. Well, dark malt and all that, you know, unhusked malt. I mean, it's just... Get a little like, pasty. You're, later, you're loudering. You're latering. You're latering. <laughs> yeah. you say in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. But you don't have any trouble loudering this beer? Uh, this is the first time I brewed it. I don't remember. No, I didn't have any, any problem at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so it's 10 different malts. Wow. It's 10%. It started at uh, like 1.1. 1. 1. Um, so what's that? 25 Play-Doh. Okay, yeah. Um, and worked its way down. I think it finished at about five and a half, six. Nice, wow. Um, it doesn't six, taste well, 10%. It doesn't drink like that. No, no for not sure. at all. Which is why this I'm is... sipping on it. I don't want to mm. go too hard on this, on this beer. It because it tastes like a 7% yeah, it does. stout. Mm-hmm. It smells hot, but it tastes like really low. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, no burn at three, all. Yeah, three, about three and a quarter, three and a half pounds of coffee per barrel. Um, wow. Adam put this roast together for us. It's uh, about 60, 65% Ethiopian, arty, mm. and 35% Colombian. Okay. Dark roast um, or light? or Portola is a third-wave coffee roaster, okay, and so they, keep it, they keep it pretty light. Hmm. Um, I know he went a little bit further than normal on this roast partic- in particular. Well, okay. the Colombian, you have to a little bit. Colombian's yeah. more it smells like a 70 roast. Hmm. Ethiopian's kind of a lighter roast because it has a lot of those fruity kind of notes. Okay. That brings it. And Colombian's more but a lot of that, earthy, a little darker. A lot of that chocolate okay. kind of character comes mm-hmm. specifically from the from the coffee. Interesting. Um, the Colombian. We did use Tahitian vanilla in this. I picked up about a pound of that, um, and added that in the bright tank as well. That yeah, okay. smells great. Do they just brew the coffee and then you pour it into the tank? Is no, we go. Happens? No, we go in ground coffee in the bright tank. Oh, you put the ground coffee in there. Interesting. Okay. Yep. All right. So it's a French, it's a French press grind uh, that goes in bags along with vanilla in the bright tank. I see. It sits in there for it's 48, 72 hours mm-hmm. before we transfer it back off the coffee. Wow. Into a second. We, we go back into a fermenter because we only have one bright tank. Okay. Um, do you, think that you, do you think you get something out of that that you wouldn't by by brewing the coffee and just adding it to it? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think so. Yeah. That's that's part of that is my experience. That's yeah, yeah. something that I'm just I'm used to doing. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. the the secondary transfer is really for it's more for homogenization than anything else. I see. Okay. Um, whereas if you've just put in the coffee in the bright tank and then packaging it. You're going to have some really coffee-forward kegs at the beginning. Oh, interesting. And some less-so coffee kegs towards the end. That makes sense. You so really you're putting the grinds in there? Are you hanging in bags, or what are you doing? Uh, we're not hanging, because uh, my bright tank doesn't really have anything to hang it off of. Okay. Um, but they are in bags. I'm using I'm using an old Beechwood trick. we got a 4-inch TC mm-hmm. uh, T that you can just drop in there during Sani um, and blow out all the blow out all the sanitizer. Throw your bags in over top, and it's going to block your whole 
Hmm. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After having a 10% alcohol beer, that has a whole other meaning. That's right. <laughs> yeah. This is a great beer. Thank yeah, you very much. That's like very it. nice. This is up your alley, JP. You like yeah, this style. I really do. Yeah. I really do. And the the vanilla is is pretty damn subtle. Yeah, probably because of all those chocolate notes you're talking about. That For I sure, and I mean it's just, like it's one it's one pound of vanilla in okay. eight barrels of beer. Sure, um, so it's not meant to be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Vanilla is so goddamn expensive that it's. I was just going to um, say, oh my god, it also yeah. doesn't take much to, to be justify more than one pound. It? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Water, tough. watermelon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's the dark beer talk. Always a company uh, man. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> let me talk about my beer now. After just <laughs> talking about himself. For a half yeah, hour. Right. You know, this yeah. stout reminds me of watermelon wheat. And let me tell you, <laughs> available in great now, detail, Safeway, just why. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's going back to vanilla. Vanilla is like insane right now. Usually it's like, yeah. what, $9.99 a pound, and it's like $200. Well, $300 a pound. Yeah. That's the yeah. cheapest I can find. Isn't that like no. gold? Isn't gold $300? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. There was huge windstorms. No, gold was $300 a pound at one point in time. I see. Yeah. Back in the 70s. That was when weed was more expensive than gold. Okay. And now, uh, how do you That's know that? Like, yeah, well. <laughs> Guerneville. <laughs> I should have bought gold. Construction. Right. Uh, I like this beer a lot. Thank you very much. And yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm having it in small glasses, too, I mean, though. Back to, you know, back to the experiences and lessons I learned from Beechwood and from mm. Jules. And I'll tell you, this beer plays on a lot of that a lot of that stuff. Julian has gone out, he's gone out of his way with Jeff Dugan from Portola to go and and talk at festivals about how to brew good coffee beer. Really? So, what are some of those, you know, uh, tips? Oh, shit. I'd rather let Julian talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let Julian but... <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Well, one of them, obviously, is not to brew the beer and then throw it in, I'm, That's I'm guessing. That's a good idea, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, look, Julian's early homer, homer recipes were so awesome. Tavarish used to yeah. have, used. To, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure the first batch of Tavarish that was brewed at the brew pub was killer. And I think he got all that coffee at Pete's Coffee at that point in time. Oh, no kidding. And was making, literally making espresso single poles on the stove in Beechwood and then adding that to the beer. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was... (laughs) Uh, some of those early days at Beachwood were were crazy. He was a home brewer, at, yeah, you know, home brewer gone pro, and it's like it, you know he knew how to make those batches taste great. As yeah. a home, he did make great beer as, as a home brewer. Awesome. That's how that's how we met him too down at the, like Southern California Homebrew Festival. Yeah. And all of his beer was killer. So I guess yeah, I'm not so surprised that he would use techniques like that, right? I mean, Except I've known, that he's a smart guy, and that sounds awful. <laughs> back to back to my early days, I've known Gabe and Gabe and Lena of Beachwood for years. Okay, when I was at when I was at Brewbakers. They opened up Beachwood and Seal Beach, so that's, I think they're going on 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, shortly after they opened, they had a hard time getting bread supplier. And so they came to us, and we were a bakery as well, hmm. and asked us to start making their bread, onion rolls and potato rolls. Wow. Um, and so there were days early on there where I'd show up to work. Either me or Dennis would show up at 5, 6 in the morning, make rolls, deliver them to Beachwood, hmm. and then I'd go either go back to the brew bakers and sleep in my truck for a couple hours. Yeah. And then work the entire Oh wow. Work the entire day. Wow. But yeah, I mean delivering bread to uh, to Beachwood years ago. Sure. Now you're raking in bread, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Dough. Uh, the dad, uh, it's the, money the, the joke, dad guys. jokes. Yeah. And now you're delivering beer. Basically. Yeah. 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 No, not, <laughs> not as much him. as always, but we're working on it. Yeah. Okay. I still love that concept. I'm telling you, it's great. It's uh, great, man. Yeah, yeah. I go check. We're gonna it out. do it again. Uh, we just we got to figure out how to how to staff it and make sure it fucking happens. Yeah, it's a good idea. More breweries should look into that. 
Go to riipbeer.com. That's riipbeer.com. You can learn about uh, you can learn more about the brewery and you can see their delivery truck, which is super cool. Very cool. It is the coolest thing. Um, it probably doesn't run very well very often. <laughs> it runs really well right now. It doesn't start up very well at the moment. Okay. We're gonna put some work into it. We uh, dropped you, a Porsche engine into it. What, so. what, what you can't see from sorry, jump back. Yeah, what okay. you can't see from the website is that on the on the back side of it, we do have four faucets. Nice, and we do rent it out to parties. Okay. So if you want to have a party at your house and rent some and buy some kegs, I do. And rent the van, we will <laughs> yes. we'll get it to your party. Well, I want four kegs at my house. I don't want a party. Right. right. <laughs> yes to everything. That is a party. Uh, do you have like any any stories of that thing breaking down in like the worst possible oh, time for you? Because it is an yeah, older vehicle, is why it is. I, it know. is. Oh. So this is actually the uh, this vehicle it. was owned by Dennis, the owner of, of Brewbakers, when I was still working there. Um, and every single year for Fourth of July, we would actually run the van, run the Helms truck in the parade, and the parade goes super slow. Yeah, and without without fail, the the van the Helms truck would probably overheat, overheat yeah. and die about halfway up Main Street in the middle of the parade. In the middle of the parade, yeah. And so we'd get out and push it. But oh my god! The, oh my god. the problem is, you know, you got to line up for the parade at. Seven o'clock at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we would fill the entire back of the helm truck with beer. Okay, and be jumping in and out of it on the parade route, drinking beer at six, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then have to push this thing once it overheated. <laughs> and so, without fail, we would stop pushing it about halfway up. There's a real estate agency about halfway up Main Street, and they always do a monster party. Oh gosh, and we would just push this thing until we hit that. <laughs> And then just bring out all the beer, and it was a it was a house party for the rest of the day. This sounds like a, very much like a brewing network operation. Oh, it's for just, sure. You know, <laughs> so let's do this. Let's commit and then give up well, to go drink <laughs> or or have these. I feel like I I'm good at these great ideas that are incredibly difficult to execute. Uh-huh. Like like that. Like this yeah. truck is a great idea, yeah. and putting in a parade is a great idea, but incredibly difficult to execute. So much so that like our you know John Plisse helped start the brewing network with me. Yeah. He did didn't last long for this very reason because of my <laughs> stupid fucking ideas. He was like, I can't, I can't with this. I can't do this. This guy's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so I, lo- I love you for this. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Job. Well done. Um, go to riipbeer.com and uh, learn all about it. And read their story. The about page uh, there is is very thorough. And uh, that's where I learned about you guys, uh, you know, start with a more beer sculpture, yeah. which I always like to hear. You know, if it's good enough for Russian River, it's probably good enough for Rip. Right. Right. There you if go. It's good. Good enough um, for Justin Sideyard. It's good enough for, <laughs> yeah. for anybody else. Buy your BNA 14 tickets right now and you you get, for your chance to win a more beer brewing sculpture, yeah. as a matter Not of fact. Not just any. The. Yeah. The. Yeah. Hey, it is the. Wow. That's right. Yeah. We should start a brewery, silly. We got an Instagram as well. It's at uh, Rip Beer. Okay. And then our, yeah. our tap list is actually constantly updated at at Rip This. Rip This. Rip This. Okay. And it's uh, just a constant cycle of pictures of uh, what's on tap at the moment. Cool. Oh, you just do pictures of it? Yeah, I mean, oh, I I believe you, it's, it works out really cool. well. Some I was looking at your page, where, and so when I click on beers, it was just a bunch of pictures. Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, the... so that, that's actually a, a, a link to Rip This, I believe, on Instagram, isn't it? JP, look yeah. at this beer. I feel like that's the one you would order. The second one in there, that's, oh. that would be the first beer that Fuck. you ordered. Fuck. That's probably uh, <laughs> that's probably Citratical, which is a brand Ooh. new hazy pale ale, 100% Citra. Uh, you should have just called it Hazy AF. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's a hazy beer. Honestly, right there. I, I feel the bile working up in my stomach. I'm no <laughs> hey, joke. Like, talk about that. no joke. What's what's this? What's this raspberry? Uh, that looks beer? like Gummy Berry Crush, which is oh, a, yeah. it's a five and a half percent Blondale with um, with raspberry puree and uh, depectinized cherry puree. Oh, that that sounds, sounds pretty good, dude. Right now, let's yeah. go. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay, so. You can check it out on Instagram, which is at at Rip. This is our is our uh, tap list, and at Rip Beer is our personal our, our business Instagram. That's a clever way to put your what beers are on tap. Yeah, Thank some you. people do it on uh, Twitter. Twitter's big for that, uh, but I like the Instagram yeah. version too because you get a little marking out of it, and you get uh, knowledge. Oh, out of it'll it. probably get stolen, but what's nice about it is you can take a picture yeah. and you can archive the picture. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So it kind of it stays on your Instagram, but it doesn't show. I see. So when the beer comes back around, you just He's pull it right out of the archive and throw it in. Smart. Oh. Smart. Sully's taking notes yeah. right yeah. now. I can you're, tell. You're welcome. First of all, Sully, how do you spell remember so- can you talk slower, please. Remember social media, Sully? Yeah. Yes. You know what is Instagram? I'm pretty what is sure what? Sully's the first. Sully got me on Facebook. I remember oh, really? back in the day, he was like, "You should do this. It's for you know, it's good for your business." I was like, "I don't know. I gotta. <laughs> I have to like, communicate with people that way." It was and awkward for you at first. You did. You were like, "No, yeah, listen. I'm sorry. It. You got to get on these things." Yeah. I used to do the social media two one eight. I think we got us up to like thirty thousand followers. Wow. That was just me and my my fingers just you do, just you sitting in your underwear getting you on, getting you guys some <laughs> sitting followers on the toilet like the, par- the president yeah <laughs> all right riipbeer.com go to ripbeer.com check it out uh all right we got a couple things left to do uh we have a twitter game to finish up but uh have you heard about this beer called toaster pastry jp toaster pa- i'm sorry pastry toaster pastry no, i i eat i ate paste in kindergarten i don't know yeah. Oh, pastry. The pastry. Oh, yes, I have, as a matter of fact. From the 21st Amendment, yeah. and guess what? Toaster pastry is back. What? I don't know if you all knew this. In, if I don't know if everyone in this studio knew this. What? But toaster pastry my, is back. My manufactured outrage is running out. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> and actually, in celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Insurrection Series beers at the 21st Amendment, yes. uh, they've revived three crowd favorites in the 2019 lineup. There we go. Toaster pastry, uh-huh. India red ale. Yes, that's one of them. Guess what the next one is? Uh, hop crisis. Hop crisis. Hop crisis. Fuck. Imperial IPA. Did I say that? That's so good. And the third one, monks blood. Monks blood. Yeah. I heard it's made with real monks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Strong dark ale. Watch out. Toaster pastry was the first <laughs> beer that the Twenty First Amendment brewed out of their new brewery in San, San Leandro. Leandro. That's right. That was way back in 2015. That's right. Um, the former occupants of the building, a little company you might have heard of called Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Uh, well, of course, they made like uh, Frosted Flakes and Pop Tarts, and well. Toaster pastries, if you think about it. So the biscuity malts and sweet hop flavor of toaster pastry is an homage to their predecessors yeah. and the incredible facility that has now become the 2NA World Headquarters That's and right. Brew House. That's right. What what would you say the ABV is on that beer, JP? Man, I would you say, if I had to guess, I would say 6.7%. Switch that around exactly. 7.6? That's exactly God what it is. It. You'd never know it. 6%. That sounds so natural. Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, and. So 74 Ibs. Ibus. Oh, Ibus. shit. Ibus. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That was a fun beer to brew. How many Ibus is the Does, it, does it have information on the new uh, 21A Beachwood collaboration? 
I didn't know. No, I don't have that oh, in it's my... Another, it's another pastry style called Shrego Mayego. <laughs> Perfect, yes. Hey, you're stepping on my spot right now. That's right. <laughs> well, if you're wondering, Toaster Pastry is available in stores now, and it is a limited release, so grab it if you see it. I saw it just the other day, as a matter of fact. Nice. Uh, and get ready for um, uh, Hot Crisis. Actually, that should be out this month, yes, I believe. It is and hot. followed by Monk's Blood at the end of the year. I love Toaster Pastry. It was the unofficial beer at my wedding. Oh, yeah. Since right. Sully brought a ton uh, while we were getting ready for the old ceremony. I got really drunk there. And me, oh. too. Yeah. <laughs> and my lorazepam didn't help. Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I remember I remember drinking those beers, like, getting ready, and it was uh, it was really cool. It was a cool moment in my life. It's good beer. Why, Bevo, what's wrong with you right now? Are you okay? So you made a face like... Uh, well, was, they can't hear me talking, but I can hear the people out there. I see. And it, I have this girl on. It was still a what very happened? strange face. Uh, <laughs> Well, it kind of startled me. It was like, it was both joy, yet, did like, disaster. She's did, back there watching the game. Did the, which she never does her job, just so you know, Ian. Wow. I'm not watching the game. She, this is like, if, she's, if it's not the game, it's shopping. Did, shopping. The, is the game over? Bevo, you can tell me. I just heard a whistle. I don't know. I thought you were watching it. I'm not watching it, no. Are you watching the score? Yeah, you literally just said Hold you have the score up. I did have the score up, but now I don't. Oh, why? I just checked it. I have a, um, I have a score yes. up. Oh my God! Them. They won by one. Oh, they won. One oh six, one oh five. Oh my God! Oh, that's too bad. Way to get it down to the wire. Warriors. Wow. Warriors. We're still in it. No, Toronto won, right? No. Just <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry, Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody should win at least once. I'm rooting for the Blues mm. for the Stanley Cups here. They're ready for that. Isn't that over? I thought no. that's over. No. Wait, what sport is that? Hockey. Okay, good. The only real sport. <laughs> Hockey's still going on? Yeah, dude. They just had game six last night. Is it the longest playoff in history of well, sports? It is. It, it, it goes I on for feel two like years. a month ago it was the playoffs. Well, because they do four rounds and it's a best of seven. And uh, the Sharks went seven games pretty much every round. Until and they then lost? Out. Yeah. Oh, so as it always, just, huh? Yeah, basically. So it just stretches out that, that chunk of time. Are you sure? I yeah. can't believe it's still going on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm positive i just watched it yesterday <laughs> okay i don't believe him either yeah all right check so out toaster you pastry if you do see it. it on the show please do it right. please yeah. do that yeah here i'll write you a check now thank you <laughs> drink one way over here how did you, you how did i do uh, so like, pretty, i got was, to critique you it was so. like 89 percent. Oh god. <laughs> that means your, your check will be 89 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to talk yeah. about your read uh it also might mean my appendix is failing. as with your girlfriends everything is based on performance that's right yeah. <laughs> which is why i'm so lonely <laughs> uh all right what else did i have to do twitter oh twitter game. Twitter game. Twitter game. Yeah. what was our twitter game today jp our twitter game i'm glad you asked me that justin because i'm ready to be. uh <clears throat> to tell you what it was inspired by Scott's opinions on Bevo's various parts. Yeah. Tell the rest of us what your least favorite body part is of ours. Of ours. Okay. The collective ours. The collective ours. Did we include Ian in that, or we did not include Ian in that? That's probably no. good. He's, but we should. He's too new for to take that kind of abuse. <laughs> I think he yeah, could handle it. He yeah. could handle it. Yeah, he worked construction in Guerneville. I feel I like <laughs> I feel like he's been through a lot of hazing. I don't know. I feel like Ian's, he's a sensitive guy. He puts out that rough exterior, rough but he's tough exterior. But yeah. he's very, very sensitive. sensitive. I think you should try hugging and kissing on him. <laughs> see how that's. Yeah, I want to watch that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older. I might need that. You know, Corey's going to try tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, how did how did they do? They didn't do so great last week. They didn't, but they redeemed themselves today. Where's my notepad? 
I don't know. There's never a notepad here when you need it. Right on that check there. I mean, why do people steal it? It's like, does anybody else? It's my seat, and there's a notepad here. <laughs> and why would you come take? Did you take it, or did somebody he, else take it? Diva just for... tried to walk out of the office with her headphones <laughs> on. Order. She closed the door on her headphone wire <laughs> and didn't realize it until it about ripped off her head. Yeah, Bev's a walking cartoon. Uh, ripped okay. off her head. Uh, whatever. Watch Bev on Cartoon Network Saturdays at eight. <laughs> By the way, our Anchor YouTube SpongeBob. feed is all jacked up this week, so yeah, don't, so deal with it. Have know. we actually been doing a show? Yeah, right. <laughs> so sorry about. Don't write to me about the fucking camera angles this year, this this month, this time, this day, oh today, today, this moment of my life. I'm pretty sure I just had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. You or, probably stop and I'm the dumb one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stroking out right now. Okay, and stroking off. That's like, not funny. So JP, <laughs> it's too soon. I might have one right now. I'm keeping up, and I'm trying to have an ailment a week here. <laughs> we should change the death pool to the stroke pool. Is, which, oh, yeah. is it, will it be me or Sully who strokes out first? <laughs> he beat him by two minutes. They both went down that day. <laughs> yeah, we got to start hanging out more, Sully, so that we can you know stroke out together. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. It's, okay. So how much was the offer anyway, Sully? Was it, was it when you got that offer? One billion dollars. Was it a hundred mil? Was it? Do you have a number? You don't have to tell me the number, but do you think you have a number? Do I have a number? What are you talking about? Like everybody has, everyone a, number, has a number, right? Oh, yeah. like you, everyone's uh, got a number. number yeah. I mean, sleep number is twenty three. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fair. And usually, that's the th- fair. and usually the third date, some action will happen. Yeah, it's I fair know, but firm. I just realized I know far too much about Sully. He does not use a sleep. But he sleeps on a Vera Wang, Vera Wang bed. No, right. not anymore. Oh. That, that's like old. That was like four beds ago. I see. That was like four relationships ago. <laughs> the princess Actually, and the pea over here. Relationship? Oh, that one. I should do that. Yeah. All right, I got it. This one. one's dirty. I had four years <laughs> yeah. on that. It's a sanitary no, but thing I, to I, I, I was into this bed, Vera Wang, and I you know, talked about it endlessly on social media way back in the day. And I remember $1,000 mattress. It, she it, makes great like dresses, too. She does. It's interesting yeah. that you know that, actually. Uh, <laughs> I told you. He he's wearing one now. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. but Greg from Stone actually like ended up buying one because I, ta- I would stop, would not stop talking about it. And then he ended up, I ended up meeting up with him somewhere, and he said, that, that bed was okay. And he was disappointed. So that's awful. Yeah. You're yeah. like, shit. Oh, I, I felt good that he bought one, actually. What do you sleep on now? I sleep actually. I think I sleep on a uh, shit. What a is bed it? of prostitutes. Is it memory foam or is <laughs> no, it? No, I don't like. I do not like memory foam. Oh, I, love memory I know. Foam. I feel Me like. Too. I think memory foam is like the carbonite. You know that uh, Han Solo was in. It's like forming <laughs> your body. It is. I yeah. had a really bad memory foam experience in Murphy actually, and it was like. It was just terrible, and you just like you were like stuck in that position, literally right. carbonite. You They're not it. good for yeah. sexual relations. Foams. Actually, I would agree. I think that's. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I learned I've that from Murphy. No, you're I, like your knees kind of dip yeah. down in. It's like, I had, uh, I had it's a like really doing firm that in deep one, sand. Like see. the Tempur Pedic, like really firm well, one. Well, and you've got a baby. I don't. So that's I would, true. you know, you're clearly it worked. <laughs> it clearly worked. <laughs> it worked once. Yeah, that's right. When, when I had the sex. <laughs> one time. Yeah. How, How long have you been married now? The stuff came out three, four years. Almost four, four years, September. He said that. Does your. Sex life uh, follow the decline in. Uh, What's your number? <laughs> um, it's. I mean, yeah, it's dipped a little bit because it, we're just super uh, fucking tired. He's got a baby. Tired all the time. Right. And right. It, honestly, you don't really even think about it. Yeah. You're just trying to like go from one crisis. We don't eat dinner until nine o'clock. Okay. Why? Because the baby's she's, busy. Yeah, the kid's having a hard time going to sleep because she's teething, and so I see. She's trying to go to bed seven eight. Kids not falling asleep. Last night she went to bed around nine thirty, and we're like, "Fuck, dude!" And we got to eat, and then you just like, right. you, you, I got to go to bed. I'm exhausted, and but I've never slept as 
as long <laughs> continuously oh. uh, since uh, before I had the kid. I used to wake up all because the time. Because now she sleeps insomnia. the night through? Or? Well, she sleeps the night through, oh. but, but now I'm so exhausted and so tired. I'm not waking up as often as I used to from just my crazy brain worms. That's good for you. Yeah, it's good for me. So there's, there's you so know, pros like everything's and okay. Yeah. yeah. Except you're not having a lot of sex. Well, I'm right, sure. but there's always chatterbait, so it's fine. Sure. Wait, yeah. what's that again? <laughs> Is that dot com? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old are your kids, Ian? Uh, two and five. Two and five. Okay. So you've been through this shit. Yeah, we sleep pretty well now, and we have a lot of sex. So. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Yeah. It comes around. JP's over there going, fuck that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I feel bad about it, but yeah, no. I, don't, I don't feel that bad. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> no. I, I feel bad. How old's your boy now, Sully? 16. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like going around the room here like, Bev, you're up next. I told you I had this thought about Well, and Sully's taking all of his, all of his son's girlfriends now, too. So. <laughs> they like right I in the right doing age. that. A long time ago, when he got mad. Yeah. And hey, uh, let me let me ask you a question, Cindy. Look, Brian's a great guy, but I can drive. Yeah. So, what's going on? That is so sick. <laughs> is your is your boy dating yet? He must be at sixteen. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, really? Well, I mean, you know, it's he's sixteen, so you know. Okay. I'm talking to girls, but why would you why would you date at that age? Yeah. Well, he's uh, keep, keep you your know, options open. Yeah, he's, that's he's true. taller than me. Is he taller Damn. than you? Yeah. You're he's kidding. like 6'2", yeah. That's crazy. It's funny because he's kind of like, he kind of like, you know, notices it a little bit right now. Right. And so it's, I love it, man. He's going to be 6'4". That's what the doctor said. So it must be true. Wow. Yeah. He's your be- he's your best buddy right now. He's, well, he's, you know, we have a good relationship. It's all relationship. Good for you. That's nice. Good yeah. for you. So, uh, JP, do that. Yeah. No, my kid's my best friend. <laughs> yeah. I tell her everything. That doesn't surprise me. I don't do that. Yeah. That, that, do that doesn't surprise anybody. Right. You're like, I don't have to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't judge me. That's right. I just judge oh, her. she does. Right. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> she does. She and she's still young enough you can watch 8mm and she won't even remember. It. Right. Oh, oh dude, God. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, we're going there. Like, it's fine. Or seven. Uh, but, I mean, she's, you know, she's a toddler, man. What's in the she's, box? She's starting to, like, glare and she's starting to fight back and she'll oh. have something she's not supposed to have and I'll try to take it away from her and she closes her fist tighter and pulls away. Wow. I'm like, I will reach back into last week and knock you into next week. Like, you can't do not, I mean, I'm not you that rough, but like, that. Uh, right. I know, it was a joke. No. But, Hang on, I'm well, calling child. I know, I know, I'm, sure. I know I'm biased. There's my daughter's, knock on the my door. daughter's so goddamn cute, but she's got this new problem where she just, everything you say, you're like, hey, come over here. She's like, Never. Oh my! Oh, wow. Where did she get that? Oh, dude, it's the worst. never, never. I love this, the, and you, it's uh, hard to be mad at that. I think well, your house is haunted. Like the, the other day, the other day we're at her swim, swim class, this and movie she's like, before. she's in this little kiddie pool, and I, I started counting to three, and I'm like, I'm gonna take away this and this and this because that's how I grew up. Yeah. And I got to two, and I realized, oh, fuck, I don't want to take away anything. Yeah. I don't want to be a dick all night. Just, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I had my work pants on. I took off my shoes, rolled my work pants up, and like. Picked her up out of the pool and was like, I'm talking about this so I get rid of this child thought. So like, it sounds to, awful. Oh, man. They're awesome. They're great. <laughs> They're great, but it's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. That's why other people's kids are great. I think you yeah. luck out or you, you have a challenging child. Okay, there's yeah. not much See, in between. Like you, yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. so. I don't. I. I think there's there's a rumor of the perfect kid or like the good kid. Abigail. No, that's, that's fake. Okay. It's it's it's. <laughs> I think parents are different, and I think that's really all that matters. It's how you approach it at when the kid is an infant determines how the kid is as a toddler. I, I, know. I disagree. I disagree. I, I, Welcome my to son, the nature my versus is, nurture debate. Okay, my son is so right. easy. My daughter. 
Pain in the ass. Nightmare. You give her the okay. finger behind her back. Oh, fuck. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're such an asshole. I don't but know. She's, she's I mean, so I just... cute. That's, that's my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah. All right. Guys, let's get this Twitter game over. Yeah. What do we got for I'm the done. Twitter game? Look <laughs> who's no. producing the show. No. Uh, Ian writes in and says, The unruly, graying pube wig that Versus. Justin calls hair. Oh, my god! I've heard that one before. That's harsh. Pube wig? It's your least favorite attribute, according to Ian. God, what is Ian's st- least favorite. giving him a standing ovation for that right now. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty unruly, and it's graying. Unruly and- graying. That is harsh. I'm usually okay. I have that thick skin. great. That's all- Why? That's not great. Wig. It's pretty funny. <sighs> That's a good one. I love you, and I don't think your hair is bad. Thank you. But it is. Oh, I, was, I feel like that was my best feature. <laughs> well, that's definitely not true. Uh, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I think you should have two. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. My lungs are my worst feature. Uh, Gregory England says JP's thyroid. It's gone. Which is gone, gone, right? So let's take Gregory out. Yeah. Gregory. He has I mean, technically, it was your least favorite feature at one point, true. but fucking 2011 called. Yeah. Well, you know what? At, at least uh, I, it wasn't even my least favorite feature. I would have taken the cancerous thyroid over some of my other features. Really? Yeah. That's, Which wow, one you, you really like do hate hair. some of your features. Yeah, I just want my hair <laughs> I would rather so. have a cancerous thyroid than my head. <laughs> You're all, you know, yeah. uh, pretty much on par. Uh, yeah. Brian King says, uh, Moscow's brain for thinking the soundboard is a good idea. <laughs> it's my least favorite fucking thing. <laughs> okay. I'm writing that down. Uh, Sam says, uh, JP's face. <laughs> and he says, you are all thinking it. <laughs> Okay, these are a little mean. They well, seriously are. I mean, uh, would you, you think... You asked for it. Would, how yeah. nice is it when someone goes, here's your least favorite feature according to me? It's pretty mean, right? Yeah. These are all going to be mean. When you ask the internet for for advice, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nick uh, says, Scott's vocal cords. <laughs> Wow. Gosh, wow. Yeah. Welcome to Roast Write that Masters. one down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Lloyd says, the small part of Bebo's brain that keeps her from kicking Scott's ass. Come on. We all want to see a beat down. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Wait, I right. don't understand. Is, is well, that my worst part or my best part? That's your worst part. You're the worst part of you. Oh, is the thing it's prohibiting the part, me it, from. it keeps you from yes. kicking his ass. Yeah. I get it. Got it. I understand now, too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it has been explained for the elders. What did he say? <laughs> uh, the Brewer of Seville says, does memory count as a body part? I mean, hell, I'm still waiting on my prize for winning this game four months ago. Oh. Is that true, Bevo? No way that's true. <laughs> well, apparently you've been if called it, out. Honestly, if it is true, send me an email because I missed it because I keep up on this crap. Okay. He's a professional. Uh, Bracken <laughs> says, all of Moscow. Jay, blink twice if you're being held against your will. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, Sam says, Doc's wife. Thankfully, he got that removed. Oh, wow. That's a callback to the early days. So Seriously. we got we got some, you know, people responded to this one. And honestly, I didn't really have much hope for it. But Well, we're going to go through and rate some of these. We're going to do what? First, we're going to rate them. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. So we're gonna <laughs> First of all, mine was the meanest. That was, That's the meanest <laughs> answer we've ever gotten on Twitter. It was very mean. I mean, I bet we could find... Yeah, so, it's pretty... It was 89% mean. That's yeah. Sure, yeah. What is it again? There's the whole thing uh, again. The unruly graying pube wig that Justin <laughs> calls hair. Okay, so that's our meanest one. If it makes you feel better, he misspelled your name. He added a G to the end of it, so... Justin. Yeah. Okay. So you can burn him on that one. Uh, Moscow's brain. Yeah, for thinking the soundboard is a good idea. 
That one is the most accurate. <laughs> I heard that he, he like sat in for the Jamil show and then used the soundboard. <laughs> really? Wow. How did Jamil feel about that? I don't know. I would think Jamil would fucking hate that <laughs> yeah, and would and would say something about it. Jamil's not very good about not Personal just saying what he thinks. <laughs> he's right. just tired, too. He is he's also just tired, tired but yeah. he's a guy who's like, actually, fuck off. Right. Okay. Uh, JP's face. Come on, you were all thinking it. Yeah. Second most accurate. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, I would look. Let's not. It's not that accurate. It's like fourth accurate. You're right. I, I yeah. agree. It's the. But it was the second most mean. I don't know if you trimmed both mm. sides of your mustache. It would both sides, both not sides. just one. Like, yeah, yeah. Like halfway on both sides. Yeah, I think you should. I mean, I think I should. Yeah. Wait, so would he look like Hitler? Yeah. Yeah, he does <laughs> what he was going for. He's walking the joke wall. Okay. Look, we all have. Never mind. Uh, Scott's vocal cords. That's eh, okay. Uh, the small part of Bebo's brain that keeps her from kicking uh, Scott's, Scott's ass. ass. That yeah. one's pretty good because it has a lot to do with the game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the prize one and your memory. That uh, was no good. Doc's um, wife. All of Moscow and Doc's wife. I'm going to take those out. Okay. So I feel like what we're left with is. Uh, I'm going to take out Scott's vocal Courts two. We're left okay. with Justin's pube wig. <laughs> he just likes saying that. Uh, Moscow's brain for thinking the soundboard. It's good. Uh, JP's face. We were all thinking it. And, B- and the small part of Bebo's brain. Um, okay, so we're going to go around and raise your hand. Oh, do I get to vote this you week? You get to vote this week. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't die before <laughs> I let you vote. I'm going to hold on until after the vote. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, the one thing I've lived living for. It's like for. a state senator. It's like the new Star Wars movie. I can't wait to see it. Or Supreme Court Justice. All right. Raise your hand if it's Justin's pube wig. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unanimous win. Yeah. God, I hate this Goes game. Right back to you That's guys. our winner today. Hey. Unanimous vote. Well, who, who did that anyway? Do Ian. I know them? Ian? Did, Ian, know. did you write that in? Yeah, that was my, my personal one. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Well, look, Justin. This is my house. Yeah, this is Justin's house. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I had a show joke for that one, but I didn't, didn't, I didn't write it. You didn't that do it. That's yeah. okay. Well, you brought us great beer, so everything is You've forgiven always. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, round of applause for your beer. That's yeah. 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 Thank you. Some good stuff. I'm going to have another one with dinner after the show here, which I think will be fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What else do I have to do? Dinner, have a beer, and that will be fun. Let me see a checker. I did the. I did the smoking jacket on. I did the two one a read. That's done. I think I did. I think we did a good job. You know, I was just going to say, like, I think that was one of our best. Whenever you do the 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 vocal like checklist, I think you should rate the job that you did on On the different things. Yeah, yeah. I fucking knocked Duke Cannon out of the park. That's true. That was a good read. But also because I was being honest. That DukeCannon.com use coupon code Brewing. And also, can I just say I love that name for some reason, Duke like Cannon. Duke Cannon. That's a porn name. Sorry. And Maybe that's what it is. Duke Cannon. Beverly, would you like to have cocktails with me? And I'm telling you, I yes, haven't, I haven't felt like a like a masculine man in years, and now I do. Yeah. You know, well. With the, the Duke Cannon. Good. Hopefully you know. uh, you'll start looking like one of well, them. Well, that's the two one Those testosterone are working. Yeah. It's, it's all, I'm going to go shave my head. Um what else did I do? Let's talk about me for you the rest of the show. Uh, the Beersmith read was pretty good today. It was all right. 
It was uh, fine. It was a three out of five. But the You've twenty, the two, and I do well under pressure. And having Sully staring I, at me as I'm, yeah, we got to talk about eighty-nine percent. There's going to be notes after the show, right? Yeah. Your definition of doing well um, is Justin. Yeah, we have to talk about a couple things. Great. Sully just adjusted his budget every second of the read. <laughs> he has a sliding forty-nine. He has a slide rule in his. We're going to need to see you he, in the conference room, Justin. <laughs> manually slide. Um, pretty sure it was an abacus. Yes. Right. Oh, God. Was that an old guy joke? That was good. No. Oh, you know what I didn't do? Because we didn't do feedback. Feedback would have been brought to you today by the Beer Law there Center. We go. go to beerlawcenter.com. I got to do this, especially right now, because the guy, poor guy's going to have to go to work for me. I oh, still God, think, dude. I still think I might get sued. I don't know. Really? I don't know. They're, they're, have they responded to him no, replied? No. Well, then it's over. I, you no. know, personally, if it were me, no. I would Talk never about worry it. about it again. I would well, never think about it or plan for it. First of all, that's not true. I know. You, but that's yeah. the opposite of what you would do. <laughs> yeah. Remember it's worrying? also really dumb advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, Look, as Nico oh. says, worrying is praying for bad things to happen. Mm. And he's wise. And he, you know what? And, and he looks a lot younger than all of us because he he's not a stressed out individual. Uh, okay. Good. <laughs> does he even work at the brewery? Yeah, are you kidding me? Yes. Although he's on vacation right now in Kauai. In where? Kauai. 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 Kuwait. He's in Kuwait. He's in, Kuwait. He's in, Kuwait. He's in Hawaii. Yeah. He's in Hawaii, y'all. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's on vacation. What I mean, though, is isn't he a work-from-home guy? No, he no. Goes, he drives to the brewery? Yeah, he was. He lives in Walnut Creek. I mean, I think you're thinking about the old days in Fresno. That is what yeah, I'm thinking. so that was like 20 years ago, Justin. He moved to our country. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's living up here now. I yeah. see. Yeah, like, Do you guys still like each other? Yeah, we get along. I mean, we just we have only two lawyers between us right now <laughs> meetings. Yeah, we get along great. You do? Yeah. Are you being as serious with me right now? Yes. What, what's with the interrogate? You want me back next week, right? <laughs> I do, yeah. Okay. I just right. miss you, I and I like our frank conversation. Well, why do we do it off the air? Nico's coming on next week. <laughs> yeah. How did I do this week? Because last year you just ridiculed me for saying you really weren't on this week, and I was, of course, dying. Right. Uh, excuses again. Um, I think you killed it this week. I think uh, you did you. great. Thank you. Um, but let's talk about me again. Uh, Nico doesn't really like me, does he? I yeah, never actually, got the that, feeling that, that Nico you know likes what? me. I will tell you this right now. Yeah, I, that that part is absolutely true. I think it is yeah, true. It is. I don't think he hates me, but I don't think he likes no, me very much. No, he does much. not like you at all. What if is we his thought, thing? We have meetings about it. <laughs> What's do. his deal with me? Uh, it's the it's the pube hair thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually afraid of pubic hair, and your your hair your is wig, triggering wig, for him. Wig. Yeah. yeah. No. I hugged him once, and he didn't like that. That's probably I, I what it was. I felt it back. I was Nico like, oh, too. He, didn't, yeah. he didn't like that. Nico's no. not a real hugger, I think. You know? yeah, but he's yeah. a great man. He's he got a good a family guy. man. He you know, holds it together there. Does I like lot, him. Does a lot. Well, I'll tell him when he comes back. <laughs> you know, I know you I know you hate Justin. Yeah, but pull him aside yeah. and go, hey, Justin likes you. Just you, Yeah, just, and you he'll, he'll look at Sean over the cup of his coffee as he takes a, a deep right. draw and yeah. then goes, all right. Yeah. And okay. he'll spin on one heel and walk the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good talk, Sean. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. All right. Well, good luck over there at the 2-1-A, Sully. I hope, yeah. you guys, <laughs> hope you guys make it. Nico always <laughs> smiles at me. His smile is so good. Like, whenever he sees me, he smiles real big. Oh, he so. likes JP. Yeah, I think yeah. he likes me. That's he does. We were over at the house a, a couple nights ago for dinner. What so, the right, fuck? When I got the, yeah, it was a good time. Ridiculous. Yeah. Nico's we, a really good chef, too. Guy, I didn't yeah. have a missed call or anything. I, we I don't we talked about you for a little bit. You yeah. did? Okay. I tweeted you. You did? I invited you over Twitter. See, I never see. I never check that. See, Sully, I told I, you. I feel like you know that, though. Yeah, guys. I feel like I. I well, this I, is awkward. I, well, 
Look, it doesn't have to be awkward. My appendix hurts. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't hospital. do a goddamn thing about it. So It'll so, all blow over. So literally, so Sully texts me the next day, and it starts like this. So get this. <laughs> so we got the same text. Okay, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he tells me a story, and I'm like, wait, what? You're dying? Well, in true Sully fashion, it starts with, I'm okay. Everything is well, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, you yeah. have. You yeah. always start with the yes. end of the story. I learned that with my mom because my mom was sitting in and out of hospitals for a long time. Okay. And, you know, it was bad shit. You, but you, you, never, with... you never want to start with, like, and so mom went to the hospital, and then this happened, and this happened, and she died. <laughs> yeah, you never <laughs> you always want to say, I'm okay. Everything yeah. is cool, but this is going on. Okay. Good yeah. call. So no, remember that, that everybody out there. End of the story first. It set me at ease by with that. Yeah. But then I was That's like, you sat through that show and did not say another word. I'm a goddamn professional. <laughs> well, and then so after the show, you know, Sally and I were leaving together and we're sit, stopped in the corner and we're chatting. He's like, my side kind of hurts. Oh, my God. He's like touching here. I'm like, is that where your appendix is? Oh, no. Like maybe your maybe your appendix is going to burst. Right. And there we go. Dr. Jip. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I deeply tongue kissed him. So that helped. Yeah. It did calm me down. Yeah. <laughs> it's very calming. He has a calming. JV. He really does. So Tuesday, I started to feature. feel sick, and like I got a cold, and like my throat was hurting, and I was like, "Damn it, Sully!" Oh, you, you thought I got sick. you sick? Yeah, and you cursed him. And Meanwhile, I had no idea. he was dying. Wow. Well, he said I have a little bit of a bug when he came in, and I was like, God damn it. I, th- I think more to the point that just opened up Bev's uh, uh, um, hypochondria. Right. She thought Sully was like sick, sick. So then she got sick in her mind, even no, though I she really wasn't sick. really sick. You did? Yeah. It was like a cold. See? Fine. I see. I didn't do that. I had nothing to do with that. I wouldn't even shake your hand when you were leaving because I was worried about the bug, actually. Well, you know, I did have like a fever and, you know, it was, it was coming on. Right. And that's one yeah, of the side. Your body was fighting off death. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He, I mean, Ian is not wrong. Ian, never be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about yeah, that, Ian. You know why he's going on with that low-grade fever, my friend? Because you're dying. About. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So if you thought about that. Sully's next beer is going to be a whip beer called my white blood cell count. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm writing that down. <laughs> my <laughs> wit blood cell yeah. count. Sully's to to white blood the cell. Ryan, the Ryan's foundation for future <laughs> business. I don't know. I lost it. It's <laughs> too hot in here, man. It's I'm warm. sweaty. Yeah. I mean, you it is warm. So the AC not working? We don't have to go back to that. Never mind. Yeah, Let's end the show. Let's go. Just so you know, folks around the country, it was 102 degrees in Concord today. 102 uh, degrees. Not exaggerating. And our AC failed at the bar. Yeah. So, yeah. But I will say it, it is reminiscent of the of the garage, but it's not right. as hot because we are, we're removed. We don't have, in the studio, we don't have direct walls to the outside where it's beating on the sun all day. You're right. And it's insulated like garages really aren't, even though you did... You know, carpet, it, it helped uh, probably a, a little no. bit. How did that no. go? How did yeah. that go? I, I yeah. lost you there. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, you're so right. So it's a little better. It was, and, and again, I'm not exaggerating, it was regularly 90 degrees in there. I would oh, check yeah. the, the the temperature. It was regularly I remember we had a thing up the degrees. thing. And I think, didn't we eventually take it out? Because it, it was too depressing? Yeah. Yeah, and we were complaining too much. And I like, loved it when it was hot in the studio because yeah. I knew I was driving back to Berkeley where it was cool. <laughs> where, would be, where it would be nice again. Yeah. yeah. Ivory Tower. <laughs> yeah. Just all thinking right. about you all back there what with your great, roofs on fire. What a great place. <laughs> when do you officially decide about the removal or keeping of your appendix, Sully? <laughs> I want to know. Justin, we can talk later. And should we do a survey <laughs> on air of what listeners think you should do? Well, and can I have it if you next take week's it out? Twitter game. Yeah, I was going to say we should, I, we should give it away. It's probably Amber and give it away. I could play along with all that for for the show. Okay, yeah. it's like an over under for next week's Twitter. They game. do want to cut it out. 
I think. I know, and but you're leaning I'm towards leaning not. I'm leaning not towards it, yes. And they're just waiting for you, your antibiotic for run, and then they're going to yeah. say, what's your decision? And then I'm going to go in, and then I have to have this fun test. Oh, the, it's the worst. It's fine. You're high as a kite. No, the and test then, is fine, but the, the now, every, No, I don't mind that. It's a cleanse. You just sit around all day, and you're like, hey, I got to go again. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. It's no. fine. It's better than dying, by the way. Good point. Yeah, I've lost two friends to colon cancer. Really? Yeah, remember that, people out there. Okay. And now if you're 45, this is a PSA. They're saying, you used to say 50 years old, now it's 45. Okay, yeah, go get good, your butt checked. It seems like a, sooner if you have a family member directly who has died from that's it. Why I ha- that's why I had to get one, because I had two uncles die from it. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're like, eh, let's just throw you in there. I'm like, okay. And your butt's okay? How often do you have to do it? No, I had a polyp, and they took it out. It they was did? not cancerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I think in five years. They're not, like, super worried about it. Mm. Yeah. Knock on wood. We'll see. But I'll let you know, everybody. I know everybody's concerned. I can hear it in the room. Are yeah. you on air with us next week or Teresa's with us next week? I forget. Uh, Check your calendar. Sully is. Sully's with oh, us next okay. week, too? So we'll get an update on whether or not you're de- what you've decided. I have yeah. a follow-up this week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't there like a hip thing here? Do you want me to go with you? Can we film it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you want me to go with you to your point? No, I do not want that to happen. Are you sure? Yeah, I feel I think like you need the support. Bad. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. I got questions. You should sit in for, uh, for Sean with Sean and Nico's uh, meetings. Like you should be Sean's proxy at the meeting. Oh my God, Nico would fucking hate. <laughs> we should do that as a joke, though. What, what's that movie with Matt Damon? Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, who was his? Who was the other guy in that movie? Uh, uh, Robin Williams. No, not Rob. Yeah, the other guy, the, his partner, Ben Affleck. Yeah, like when he's like. His like his agent or something like that. And he's trying to shake down the NSA. We should fuck with Nico, and I'd be like, "So Justin's now going to sit in with me. I really like his opinions." And um, he's now- so I've gotten into a little bit of personal debt. I had to, Justin. I had to sell some shares, so now he's minority. Justin's telling me he doesn't like that idea. <laughs> Yeah. I just keep whispering to Sully throughout the minute. This is, this is a good yeah, skit. Yeah, I, I got to do this. I, he told me to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll report back next week. I will let you know. Okay. If the world wants to know. I, you know, I love that. <laughs> it's good. It's good show material, right? That's what the kids say? Yes, I've started, yeah. I started yeah. your own Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, but it's called uh, Sully's, Sully's Appendix. Yeah, Sully's Sully's appendix. <laughs> Hashtag Sully's Appendix 2019. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ian, thanks so much for coming up and being on the Ian, show. Thank, thank you for having you. me. I appreciate I really, it. Your beers yep. are amazing. They're, they're thank so you very good. Much. I'm going to have another one. I'm not just one. saying that because you're a large man sitting next to me, but I really enjoy <laughs> <really laughs> your beers. Yeah, and that Sully's fragile at this time. I am. I'm sorry. 89%. I'm going to switch back to the pale ale for our dinner after the show. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful beers. Thank you for being up here. Great Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, good job today. Uh, JP, you did pretty good today, too. You know? Oh, thanks. Hey, yeah. I appreciate it. You man. know what? A lack, of, lack of sleep and all. Everything but your face was good. Oh, damn, dude. I've never heard such compliment before. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. I love that. That'll and, be the next uh, Twitter game. Thanks, Twitter. Yeah. Bebo, thanks for watching the game for us all day. That's what I wanted to be Check doing. The score one time. And, uh, how to yell. Shots fired. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves out there. <laughs> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Ian from Rip Beer Company down in beautiful Huntington Beach, California, for coming into the sweat box to talk about his great beers. Find out more about them over at ripbeer.com. 
Hey, if you like Disneyland and what kind of deviant brain doesn't, then head over to Etsy.com slash CoveEars and buy some of my Disneyland-themed T-shirts, eh? Please uh, do it. Uh, get on Twitter for some good beer inside and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew. Mike McDowell at TC McD. Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy. JP knows Twitter is dead, so he's on Instagram at Major Jip. And you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly M. Moore. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP's an asshole. Just in the sky and winning the race. JP does great as his chair.